in brightest day, in blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. Pretty cool, huh? Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. And this is Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 170. That's right. Uh, first episode with the the next-gen uh, Lantern Cast crew, I guess. So uh, I guess we figured no big deal. Well, uh, Mark's the toy guy. We talk a little bit about toys and merch. Sounds like a good plan to me. And I guess, yes, this is our... This is either going to be a a great new beginning, or it's going to be uh, the be- the beginning of the end, and we'll end up with nicknames like uh, Chad Be- Betamax Bokelman and Mark New Coke Marble, or something like that. And hopefully, that's not what we want. We know we know it's not what we want. Hopefully, it's not what we do. New Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm am sorry. I, I just got through speaking. Well, that would spoil. Well, no, I got through speaking with somebody about. A comic book involving drugs. So when you say coke, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind that of. Might, that might, or it might be a a new definition or a better definition of classic coke. <laughs> <laughs> coke classic. Nice. Before crack, there was coke classic. Uh, that's that's. If we're gonna compare Mark to anything, just compare him to classic cocaine. <laughs> you guys know what we're talking about, right? I mean, come on. You've listened to this uh, this podcast for five years now. You have to be a little crazy. <laughs> See, we've had the drunk episode. Now we're branching off into the coked up episode. <laughs> That's right. Uh, episode 200, watch out for it. Me and Mark are going <laughs> to drop acid and, <laughs> and just go crazy. <laughs> It'll be live from rehab. That's right. Special guest, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be object to that. I mean, I wouldn't want her to like marry her or anything. But never mind. So so if you could tell, we've already talked about Hollywood celebrities we wouldn't mind hooking up with and <laughs> drugs, and it's it's only been a couple of minutes. <laughs> Welcome to the next generation of electric <laughs> gas kids. It's a whole new fla- it's a whole new flavor. <laughs> That's right. Oh God. Uh, maybe we should tone it back a bit. Um, <laughs> someone's gonna get mad at us about this stuff. Okay. So, uh, we got a new issue of previews. So I figured, okay, well, let's you know, let's we'll throw a Larfleys report in there just to kind of keep things consistent. But we can't just do a Larfleys report for a whole episode. That's crazy. So, uh, we thought. Why I was just you know was looking around in my room one day and I thought well why not uh, since we're gonna have Mark on and you know kind of get him in the groove of things and you know let you give you guys a bit of introduction to Mark and everything we'll do two top fives uh, so I guess four top fives total uh, between the two of us uh, we'll each do a top five lantern merchandise that we own so basically the top five lantern merchandise things that we personally own as well as the top five lantern merchandise items we wish we owned, um, and then after that we'll do a Larfleys report. So I looked, I took a look around, and then I started googling like crazy. And uh, you'd be surprised how much stuff I actually found. Uh, I, I didn't even have to Google; I just thought about the top of my head. So 
I don't know how it was for you, Mark. I'm sure probably – I think there's probably more stuff that I wish I owned than off the top of my head when I was putting the list together that pop that I could think of. That was the list that I did last, which makes sense since obviously you just look around the stuff you have. It's easier to put together a list of things that you own. Um, like like I think I mentioned to you, I started off with a top ten list for at least what I owned and then just kind of like ranked everything. So that's how we ended up with the top five that I have. Right. But the uh, the – the um, the wish I owned list was a, was a little harder just because lately anyway in the last few years if there's something I really wanted in one way or the other you know I've been able to make an effort to track it down but I there were but there definitely were a few things some lower price some higher price that were that are things that I kind of always wanted or I almost had but I just didn't pull the trigger on and then I kind of regretted it so that's kind of where I put my how I got my top five anyway on the on the wish i owned list yeah my top five wish i owned list comprises of mostly stuff i could probably afford if i put my my mind to it um but actually four of them are action figures <laughs> so oh, that's cool so but uh but yeah so let's let's just hop in which one do you want to do first you want to do uh wish list or current possessions let's do the items we own first items we own okay you want to go yeah. top uh five to one Yes. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Now, of course, the interesting thing would be if some of these we end up having on both lists, um, or like our own like top five. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out. I'll be kind of curious to see how many common threads we have or whether somebody has something that's on like the opposite list. Like <laughs> I have something that you want and or vice versa. But I will do number five. And for my five, my fifth favorite thing that I own – I put the classic confrontations, uh, Hal Jordan versus Parallax statue. Now, is that the Which, one where it's like the base is the top half of the central battery, Parallax yep. is busting out, and Hal's like hovering over? Yes, which I believe came out last year. I think it came out in the. I think it came out was released in the spring of 2012, I believe. But yes, I'm. I really like. I think they did a really good job with the statue over the way it looks. I I would have been. A, I think I'd be a little happier if it if because Parallax really doesn't attach the base like in any kind of real coherent fashion. He kind of sits there and he kind of and because of the weight and everything, he rests on it. But it's not as locked in as I would as I would like. If I remember correctly, I haven't touched it in, since I put it together. But oh, you had to put it together. Yeah. Uh, you you had to. Put a few pieces of it together, and then you and then you put them on the base. And the thing I like about how you have to put together too, which is kind of interesting, because he rests in one of the tentacles of Parallax. But the way they do that is basically there's a, a magnet in the top part of Hal of the mm -hmm. Hal part of the statue. So basically, you just stick you stick the bottom part in the tentacle, you stick the top part of Hal in the other in the top of the tentacle, and the magnet is what keeps him in there. Really? So I kind of like that feature. That's pretty cool. And I. I think the sculpt to Hal is pretty is a pretty good sculpt, and it's a good likeness of Paranac Parallax. Excuse me. The only thing I didn't like is they have the wings that I almost completely zoned out about because they're like relatively flimsy pieces of plastic that were still taped in the bottom of the uh, styrofoam, and they they can fall out rel relatively easy. Uh, so uh, that that would be my only criticism. But it's a really it's a Really nice piece. They could have. I think they could have. They could do more statues like that, at least in the, for Green Lantern. I think, but that was obviously they haven't since. But that that was 
So that was one of the once I opened it, once I got it, it automatically moved to the, you know, kind of to the top of my collection. So I'm I'm pretty proud of that one. Now, what's it? Is it made out of? You said the wings were plastic. What's the rest of it made of? I think Parallax himself is mostly plastic. Hal in the in the top of the central power battery base of porcelain, okay. cold cast porcelain, I believe. Okay. And and Parallax is completely um, is completely clear. Yes. Is there is there like any port <laughs> because this is gonna <laughs> this will play in later but uh, the the bottom of the base is there like a way to light it up like if you were to put like a light on the bottom would parallax light up or is it just a total flat? <sighs> I think probably there were, there might be a way to, if you if you stuck some kind of LED under parallax's butt probably it <laughs> probably would it probably, <laughs> if you stick something in parallax's ass maybe it'll shine <laughs> the light will shine <laughs> forever. Uh, it that's one of the things actually when, when I when I put it together and, and my friend Chuck was here when we opened the box and put it together and he said the same thing it's like it almost like calls for like a LED in here and it's like yeah, yeah it would have been an, it definitely would have been a nice touch to the statue yeah but but so that's number five for me uh, how much of that that was a, how much of that does it ahead. typically run you don't have to say how much you personally spent on it but how much does it typically run. I think if it's I know it's somewhere between 299 I think and up even now depending on I guess the depending on whether it's mint or whether it's not because I actually was surprised that it was still it's still available I think um I believe Big Bad Toy Store still had it Nice um but I I I had I had pre-ordered it on uh from DCBS so it was. It certainly was less than the, less than the retail price when I. According to DCBS, it's anywhere between two forty four ninety nine to three seventy five right now. Cool. So. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, my number five um, is the Superman uh, animated series uh, Green Lantern uh, statue. Now this is. Uh, it's uh, as I said the the Superman animated series from uh, I'm looking at the statue now it's like less than a foot from me right now uh, it's from 1999 and it is I believe it's Kyle Rayner that appeared on the Superman animated series but I swear to God he looks like Hal and I think they gave him Hal's origin too basically ba- basically yeah yeah except uh, Kyle was in the a newsroom at the time I think working on a comic. But yeah, basically, Ring came, found him. It, it wasn't like you know Ganthet popping up and going, "Here you go." Um, so yeah, it's it's simple. It's it's the the kind of Bruce Tim style. Um, the only reason I picked it is because you can't really find a whole lot of these out there. Some of the, uh, the other like uh, Justice League, Bruce Tim style statues, those are fairly easy to find. You know, it would be at Superman or Batman or any of the uh, other stuff, or you know, even John Stewart, Green Lantern. But this right. one is the Superman animated series. And, and <laughs> the other part of the reason I picked it is because uh, I know Jim hates me for having this, and he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> That'd be on Jim's top five wishy-own list, potentially, <laughs> that's you're right. saying. <laughs> Basically. And this is me getting back and saying, ha-ha, I have it. I don't have to wish. <laughs> nice. And I believe a lot of actually my list you own, so you'll <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be a back and forth all night. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I would. I'm I'm sure there's something. Yeah, probably the odds are probably something on that I have will be on 
one of your lists. Yeah, um, um, I paid, I think, like 30 bucks for this. I got lucky. I got it for like half price or something in some discount shop. Um, so it was epic. And there was actually two of them there. Um, so when I texted Jim, I was like, check out what I got. He's like, oh, my God, do they have another one? I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, can you get it to for me? I'll pay you, I'll pay you back or whatever. And I, I couldn't do it or something happened. I can't remember what happened. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, he still got stuff that he was supposed to ship me. So <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so, so you know, I guess I could have gotten it and just like held it for a ransom. But nah, I'm good with just what I have. I don't need another one. <laughs> it's like what you do is like you take like you know you set it up almost like a puzzle. What you do is you like like take you take a picture like of the right quadrant and of the left quadrant and you just keep working down and send him like a picture like every week until he finally he can put them all to, he can put all the pictures together to figure out what what exactly you're trying to trying to blackmail him for. It's like oh my god, I need this. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, that's my number five. I think right now on Amazon, it can go from anywhere from like 70 to a hundred bucks, depending on who's selling it. Um, if someone doesn't know what they have, or, you know, maybe it's not rare in their area, it might go for cheaper. So. Yeah. Of course that was bad. Yeah. I, as soon as you started saying that, I was sort of thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure that was, that was the Green Lantern that kind of looked like, looked like Hal, but they made Kyle because Hal was, st- was still a dirty word at the time and you didn't, and DC didn't want to touch him for any of those media projects and things like that. Yeah, no, Anything that, nobody wants to touch dirty old Hal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Anything that, at that time, just anything to keep the Hal versus Kyle thing from kind of like blowing back up again. Yeah, I gotcha. Just, just sweep them off the... Was that the episode? I'm trying to remember. Was it was it in that episode there was kind of like an homage to Hal because they fought in like in a... Yeah, um, a hanger and and the plane had his name on it. Yeah, that that yeah. Kyle went up. Kyle and Soups went up against Sinestro, and you know the 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 fight kind of took them all over the place. And I can't remember if it was Kyle or if it was Superman or Sinestro. Somebody got knocked up against the, a plane, and written on the plane it said Hal Jordan. Right, because I think that that's on one of the uh, one of the one of the discs, one of the. One of the deep Green Lantern DVDs, I think, has that has that episode in it. Oh, um, are you talking about one Is of the a- animated movies, or are you talking about like the the Green Lantern um, DVD that came out a while back that had like all the different appearances of Green Lantern, kind of like? I honestly can't remember which one it's in, but I but I do remember, but I do remember because that's the only time I actually ever saw that episode because I never really. Well, I did watch. I did watch the Batman animated series sometimes. I very rarely watched the Superman one. So I think the first time I ever saw the episode with Green Lantern and Sinestro and all that was on one of those DVDs. But I can't remember if it was an, if they were extras like on Emerald Knights or something, or whether it was or whether it was or a compil or one of those compilation DVDs that m- maybe yeah. my friend let me borrow. I, honestly, off the top of my head, I don't remember. Yeah, I gotcha. All right, well, that's yeah, that's my number five. Um, so suck a Jim Ford. <laughs> Go ahead. That'll be the subtitle of the episode. <laughs> episode one, episode one seventy. Suck a Jim. Jim Ford. <laughs> suck it. Uh, okay, so number four for me, which probably well, actually, based on my list, I guess it's appropriately put. I was originally going to say maybe it should be higher, but. I have the San Diego Comic-Con, the five Hal Jordan figure set oh. from, two th- from 2009, which consisted of 
Green Hal, Blue Hal, Orange Hal, Red Hal, and Yellow Hal. I hate you. Well, I actually got a, I was really lucky on this because I got a I got a really good relatively you know good deal on this. I mean, compared to what a lot of other people paid for either the set or for other figures, somebody somebody was doing a pre-order for these on eBay. And I guess they had a really good track record of, of tracking these down in the past. Of basically every time they had done pre-orders for exclusives before, I guess they didn't really, or supposedly anyway, had never really come up empty. That's why they, I guess they didn't sell, they didn't pre-sell too many just in case. But it was I kind of had determined in my head once I heard about these, heard about this set, that the most I wanted to go for would maybe like forty dollars a figure. Right. And by luck of the draw, the the the, the pre-order they were, it was like pre-order price was like it was either the pre-order price was two hundred or name your price and we'll accept it one of the two, and I put in two hundred either way, and that's exact and minus the shipping, but that's exactly what but that's exactly what I ended up paying for it. So I and and I got them, and the only I eventually ended up pick I think via eBay I picked up another green at some point, um, but. And the only the only one that I have opened is the blue. See, I I, mean, I, 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 will, go ahead, I, go ahead. I go back and forth on which because if because the the only way I'm going to get one is if it's like eBay at this point. And I go back and forth of you know if I were for some godforsaken reason had enough money to spend on something like that and already had taken care of everything that needed to be taken care of or something else I wanted more than that. <laughs> And it was like, all right, time to buy a Hal. I can't figure out if I would want the blue or the orange. I, I always go back and forth, and I just cannot figure it out. The orange one is nice. Um, I guess at the time, technically, what if you go by what he act, the uniforms that he actually wore, at least as far as accuracy, certainly we know he actually had – since then, he actually has worn the Sinestro Corps uniform mm-hmm. in its proper – but at the time he hadn't. He he had yellow rings on, but he never had the uniform on. He did the red. He did have the Red Lantern uniform on during Rage of the Red Lanterns, mm-hmm. I believe, if memory serves me correct. He didn't really have a Blue Lantern uniform on. He had the Split uniform. Wait, on. Wait, did he really though? Because I know he he had the Split for most of the epi- the most of the 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 time in which he was wearing both. But when he actually said. Like I hope you shut up or whatever the heck it is that he said to the blue ring. Didn't the blue completely take over? Like you know, flash real quick and he had the whole suit and then go away. You might be correct. It's been a long time since I've um, looked flipped through Agent Orange that that storyline. You might be correct. I can't remember. Um, but it's been a yeah. What would have to we can probably find that splash page later or whatever and take a look. But mm. so it's true. It's, it's true. Maybe but. For the most part, yeah, up until, yeah, for the most part, he, he had the split uniform. Uh, the orange, he never really had the true orange uniform on, the, even when he was holding the power battery. The, he didn't have the cover. Oh yeah, the cover. I mean, that's true. Yeah. It represents, which is one of my favorite shirts. Actually, I have the, I had that, I have that T-shirt of him holding the battery. Mine. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I. It's a good set. It obviously was the beginning of. Of their whole Hal exclusive list, since they did the Black Lantern Hal and the White Lantern Hal, you have and the those? White Lantern, Sin- yes, and the White Lantern Sinestro too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I have both uh, White Lantern Hal and White Lantern Sinestro. They're actually on the shelf right above the 1999 
uh, statue I was just talking about. That White That's Lantern Sinestro cool. is awesome. It is, yeah, because they because they kind of they kind of stuck with the with the when they kept back in the day when they kept drawing his head a little more elongated and they kind of they kind of shrunk his head over time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was a yeah. I I like that figure a lot. I actually have him. He's still downstairs, I think, on top of the yellow battery downstairs. Uh, maybe at some point when they ever finally release the white battery, then maybe I'll move him over to that. Now, do you put your fig in this total tangent? We've are you've got two top five lists and a previews, but let's make it longer. Why not? <laughs> it won't, but it won't be that. It really won't be that long. So I mean, it'll be. But go ahead. I don't think it'll be that. L- a lengthy an episode, even with our list. But go ahead. How much time do you spend actually posing your action figures, or do you just is your big thing just making sure they're all arranged in the right order, not necessarily posing the figures themselves? Well, once I set them up, for the most part, um, unless they fall over, I bang into one. I really don't have to do much. I mean, as far as actual, po- I try pretty much almost almost every figure that has a battery, they tend to have some kind of basic pose. I mean, one. They have one arm extended holding the battery, and usually I have the other ring hand up in the air, usually. Uh, sometimes maybe I have it facing towards the battery, but other than Laura Flea's, of course, like I think we've talked about before, before having Laura Flea's clutching his battery. Yeah, we both have that. Yep. 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 But that's 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 really about it. I don't spend a, I don't think I spend a tremendous amount of time, especially once in a while you'll have a figure that doesn't want to stand upright, and that can be problematic depending on where you have them, but... Yeah, the one figure I have trouble with of the ones that I have in this case is the Red Lantern Mara. I can't get her to stand up right sometimes. I never opened. Actually, I didn't open. I actually didn't open a lot of. I opened. I was very selective in, in which Blackest Night figures I opened. I think I opened almost all the first wave except for uh, Black Lantern Superman. Um, I try. I didn't. I never opened Carol Ferris. I never opened. I don't think I opened any of the deputies either, especially once I ended up getting that, that Mattel, uh, the Mattel set. Mm. That if I was going to open any deputies, I, I opened them from that set. I know I opened Necron from Blackest Night. I opened uh, Firestorm. I opened. Uh, who else did I open? Mm. Uh, either way, and I know I have I have ha- I have one Black Lantern Hal open, but that's the but I think that's I think that's the one from Mattel that that I that I have open. The only ones I still have are Black Lantern Flash, Black Lantern Firestorm, White Lantern Sinestro, White Lantern Hal, Larflees, Red Lantern Mera, and Blue Lantern Flash. Yeah, many of those I still have boxed up because they uh, my my comic shop was they put me they basically pulled a full set for me every time they came out. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting a set like a half half a case technically. Um, since I guess there's two of each basically two half cases would come so they would pull one box and stuff aside for me out of the main box so i so downstairs i have a lot of blackest night boxes with a lot of those figures stacked in there and i did have i pretty much had the complete set at one point i've given a few away but i I pretty much had the complete set other than um mongol but i actually got mongol as a gift last year for christmas so I pretty much have almost all the individual figures, or I did at one point. Nice. All right, well, my number four is actually uh, a collection of items that I have, um, but it's certainly, uh, and if I sound any different, it's because I'm standing up and looking at it right now so I can actually tell you people what I'm looking at. Um, 
It is the Eagle Moss lead figurines um, of, uh, obviously, of the lantern stuff. I am one of the few people I know who has all of them. Uh, I've got, and I'll just list them off here, Atrocitus, Larflees, Yellow Lantern, Sinestro, Hal, uh, St. Walker, Indigo One, Carol Ferristar Sapphire, Aresia, Ganthet Green Lantern, Alan Scott, uh, Hal Jordan Parallax, um, what's her name, Lysa Drac, Black Hand, Belize, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, Superboy Prime, Jade, Anti-Monitor, White Lantern Sinestro, Kilowog, Deathstorm, and Necron. Very nice. I've got all of those figures, and as uh, the other day, not the other day, a few, uh, whenever it was, I got uh, uh, Superboy Prime and uh, Anti Monitor. Uh, Superboy Prime and Anti Monitor aren't technically part of you know the Green Lantern stuff, right. but Superboy Prime and, and Anti Monitor both obviously played a big part in in uh, Sinestro Core War. So I decided I'd get them. Uh, neither of them are in Sinestro Core gear or anything like that, but they they do. When you look at the whole set, you know, if you're a Green Lantern fan, you're like, of course they belong there. Yep, um, absolutely. So when I got them, I was like, okay, cool, I'm done. Just realized the other day, I'm technically not done. <laughs> I've got one more figure to get if I want like Green Lantern related lead figure complete set. Solomon Grundy. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Since you have Alan Scott, that would make sense. Yeah, I got Alan Scott. I don't have Solomon Grundy. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's amazing. I've got all the new Guardians up front, and then flanking them behind is everybody else. Kilowog's in the back center. Anti-Monitor's in the back right. Necron's in the back left. Um, it's... Uh, God, these things are so cool. I don't understand why more people don't get it. I mean... You know, it's part of the reason I just listed all the Blackest Night figures I do have still. Part of the reason I was okay with, like, selling my my uh, my uh, complete, you know, New Guardians action figure, Blackest Night figures and stuff like that, is because I had these. I was like, well, I'm going to get the whole set if I can. You know, and the whole point was just, it wasn't necessarily how I had those characters. It was just that I had them. Right. So what's a better way to have them? Action figures that's you know you either keep in the box and you know stack up or figures loose figures you have to keep track of or smaller, maybe three inch tall detailed lead figurines that you can put with twenty others of the same size on one shelf. That's true. You know, Certainly from a even from a yeah from a display or storage point of view, you're much better off from that doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so cool. I just it's one of my favorite things to look at. Like every, I, I it's not like I have all my merchandise out and about, and you know every day I stop and take a look at it. It's just one of those you know just like a, a random painting you hang on the wall in the dining room or something. It's just it's there. You know you put it there because you like it, but you don't stop and look at it every every day. But every now and then when I do stop and look at something, it's those figures. I just turn on the light in the display case and I'm just like. Damn, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and each of those were maybe fifteen bucks a piece, except for the big, fig- the bigger lead figures, which are probably thirty, I think, each. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say as soon as you said as soon as you said Necron, that kind of like I remember just from seeing like on uh, like Big Bad Toy Store and stuff that you know those figures go for a lot more money than the than the standard ones. Yeah, it's it's the size of the base that changes the price, but they're just they're so cool. 
and each each of them come with a detailed magazine. It's not like you know, I mean, it's not like I need to know the history of these people. I already do know it. So, but those are cool. There's there's art in there. There's history of the character. It's awesome. So and you definitely have more than I do. I mean, I have I have uh, Parallax Hal, which still would have been better if they hadn't given the stupid grin. Yeah, yeah, with those horrible jagged teeth. But you have to you have to admit that costume and the way the cape is swirling around—that's an awesome pose to put that. Oh yeah, it's true. But I, but I'm I'm old school when it comes to at least Hal as Parallax. I like the old Hal as Parallax. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, But uh, Indigo One, Saint Walker, Hal, Ganthet, GL, White Lantern, Sinestro, Larfleas, and Atrocitus. Because I have the Blackest Night Plinth, Mm -hmm. and. The only one I I, pro, I should get the Sinestro, the yellow Sinestro. I guess I can I justify it to myself not getting it because I have the White Lantern one. Mm. But I have that at the moment. I actually have that the chess piece, the Hal, the White Bishop chess piece they released not that long ago. Yeah, I actually have him as the center of the of the plinth, so he kind of stands above every everything else looking out. But I think like we talked about previously when we talked about these, you got I have I've had bad luck with some of these statues when I order them from DCBS um, when they've arrived. Like the St. Walker, like part of his face looks like he kind of was in a car wreck. Uh, I think Larflees, I think there's something wrong with part of his face. And, and I know when I got Sinestro, White Lantern Sinestro, actually the uh, the white energy part that connects to the bottom black base was, was kind of like broken off so I had to crazy glue him back on. Right. Um, I know that when I because some of these I had to order specially because they were um, they weren't gonna my my LCS wasn't gonna get them. Like um, Indigo One, her staff was broken. Like it was completely off the figure, along with I think Indigo's arm, um, wow. which is crazy. One of the harder ones to get in good condition is Bleez because of the bone wings. Oh yes, I could imagine that. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think when I move, maybe mid-January, I'm going to have to, I'll, I'll wrap everything together, but I think Belize, I might actually have to physically carry, because usually when I wrap Belize, you know, the wings get smushed back together, and you know, with, as with any other thin piece of metal, the more and more you bend it in and out and in and out, it would get weaker and then snap, and I don't want that, (laughs) so, Yeah. I kind of had that problem with uh, Ganthet's battery handle. As we as we were talking, I was just looking up because he's in because he's shorter. He's in front. Yeah. He's in one, on the plinth and the right side of if you're facing him, the right the right part of the handle, the way it fits into his hand, and that tends to always keep popping out of the hole in his hand. Yeah. So. And you know, one of the harder one the one of the harder lead figures to get because once they started announcing the blackest night line of these figures, uh, Eagle Moss had already been doing these. Uh, with with just various heroes, so actually Green Lantern Hal Jordan and Yellow Lantern Sinestro were all uh, were already out and had been out for a while before they ever even announced the Blackest Night line. And just just like the Blackest Night figures, Eagle Moss wasn't going to re-release the the Yellow Lantern Sinestro. So if you wanted a Yellow Lantern Sinestro up there with your new Guardians, you had to go find the Yellow Lantern lead figurine. From when it was originally released, same same like with people who were getting the the New Guardians figures and displaying them out of box or whatever, but didn't have a Yellow Lantern Sinestro. 
Well, you want you had to go back and whatever amount of money to get the actual DC Direct Yellow Lantern Sinestro. But I found Yellow Lantern Sinestro, and he looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, he he does does look cool. And I guess since yeah, they must certainly according. It's it's hard to track these down, but not, but like you said, it seems like some of these figures because of the demand, it looks like they're going to be uh. Like at least according to like Big Bad Toy Store, they still have a pre-order again on on that pal. Yep. Yeah, so it's possible that the people miss it the first time around. And I know they and I know they have Sinestro available because I actually was looking at stuff related to Sinestro yeah. the other day that they have uh they had that they had that lead statue. I'm pretty sure that they had it available for uh, in stock. Yeah. And I thought about it. Yeah, fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I thought about getting it, and one day maybe, maybe if I ever see it, maybe in my comic shop, I'll pull, I'll pull the trigger and add it, add it to the plinth. Yeah, these are awesome. All right, number three. Number three. Number three for me, I put, I group stuff together, which makes sense on these lists that we do that, like, you, like you group your stat, your figures together. Uh, I, I put all my Daryl Banks commissions that I have so far. I put that as number three. Mm. So and Mike, so so up to this point, uh, over the last, let's see, this is going to be. I think this is the th- third year. No, fourth year. Think think it's four years that that I've had commissions for Daryl Banks. I think it started in 2010. Now, does he go to a con in your area or something? No, I, I'm trying to remember. I think, in all honesty, if I remember correctly, the first time he and I talked was via Facebook, actually. I think so. And we just kind of we were friendly and hit it off, and then we just kind of talk, we talked. And then, um, yeah, I think 2010, 11, 12, and 13 so far, he's done, he's done commissions for me. So he did a St. Walker on Odom, which is pretty cool. Uh Big smiling Saint Walker with his power, his power ring glowing back in the glory days when Odin existed and was beautiful. <laughs> uh, he did a Blue Lantern Snoopy and a Green Lantern Woodstock, with the doghouse being like the combined central power batteries of both. He did a Larflees. He did an he did an Orange Lantern piece which had Larflees and good old Stitch from Lilo and Stitch in. Orange Lantern gear, <laughs> fighting over the central power. The, I mean, fighting over the orange battery, <laughs> with both yelling "mine" and Glamulus just pointing and laughing at both of them. <laughs> and the one he did for me most recently, and most of up to all those pieces, basically were for for Elizabeth. They were for my wife. They were either birthday presents or uh, Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. The only one that he, I actually had him do for me at this point was the one he just finished. Like a, I think I just got like about a month ago, which was the. Green Lantern uh, 48, the Emerald Twilight number 48. With Hal and all the rings? Yes, with Hal and all the rings. He did a, he did a, I, I asked him to do a St. Walker variant of that. Yeah, so cool. So, yeah, so instead of looking like crazed, St. Walker kind of looks like has this enraptured look on his face. <laughs> and he's just holding up his holding up his fingers with all the Blue Lantern rings. <laughs> Which, which kind of is almost appropriate considering where we are in, in the actual book with the Blue Lantern Corps. It really isn't that far from being reality. Um, but I really like that one because that that's always was one of my favorite covers. Yeah. And whenever they do an – and I know Daryl does that I think fairly fairly often, that's fa- at least from a request point of view, that people like doing variants of, 
of that cover. Nice. So, so that's definitely an, that's one of my that's definitely one of my favorite pieces that he's done. And I love Saint Walker, so really, so you can't have enough Saint Walker. Yeah, I kind of so. left like in individual issues and stuff and commissions off my list, but you know, like Scott, my Scott Collins uh, Grundy or my Scott Collins uh, Black Lantern Firestorm. Uh, those would be something, but if I were to have Daryl do a sketch, and hopefully one day I can, um, probably Parallax or maybe Jade. Uh, I don't know. Classic Parallax. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought about that, which I I I I really would like that. Um, I thought in my mind's eye, I kind of always thought a, a piece that would that would be cool, would kind of have been maybe like. Classic parallax on one side, Hal is a specter on the other side, and Hal is Green Lantern, kind of like pushing them apart. Nice. That's kind of in my and I maybe I'll do that at some point. But I've kind of in my mind's eye, I always thought that either would have been a cool statue or a cool or a cool piece. Like I thought a cool statue could have been like maybe like Hal on his kind of almost like Hal on his knees, you know, almost like Emerald Twilight on his knees, then, then parallax standing above him, and then the specter kind of like. Stand, you know, being taller and hovering above all, both of them. Yeah. I thought that would, kind of would have been a cool idea. But I also thought, which was kind of funny, because obviously this has come to pass, is I originally thought, maybe like a year, like last year I thought, about maybe asking Daryl Banks to do his interpretation of Sinestro as Parallax. So I'm not sure it would have been that much different necessarily than the version that we ended up getting, right. but it would have been curious. But I did think about that since. Awesome. All right, well, uh, my number three, uh, fairly simple. I'll probably move right on past it. But uh, not necessarily in terms of what I'm very happy to have, but, also, but like if another Green Lantern fan were to come into my house and look at all my stuff, they'd probably point this out. Uh, so I added it to the list. It's uh, the die-cast Green Lantern ring that came, the, the real hard-to-find one, that came like, I, I think it came in two different packages, but for me it came with the Toys R Us exclusive, um, whatever, what is that, four-inch tall plastic Hal Jordan figure? Yeah, the one they were doing this, the, the pre-sales for, right? They, yeah. they had a limited run of, was it, 20, was it 2814 they did the limited run of, or was it, yep. some, it was something like that? Yeah, 2814. Uh, 2814, uh, that many figures, and I got one of them, and it came with the, the very, very highly sought after diecast Green Lantern movie ring. Yeah. No. So the ring is so the ring is a more valuable collectible in your collection than than the figure, huh? Yeah, yeah, the figure kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kind of sucks. <laughs> there are a few. There, I like that ring too. I have mine from uh, the keychains mm-hmm. and from the which was a different. Not entirely the same ring, but the one they they sent they uh, threw in the package with the maskless Hal and the buzzed right. the buzzed figure. Um, that there were a few small of those smaller figures that were cool. I like the one that I think it might have it might have come in the Walmart set that with the built the building the helicopter. Mm-hmm. I think the helicopter construct. I think that might have been the, the that came with the, the, the exclusive Hal figure that actually had the white gloves. It was Ryan Reynolds' Hal, but it had white gloves. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's uh, apparently that ring is hard is really hard to find. So, 
that's my that's my number three. That's and it's a very and it's a very nice ring as far as certainly as far as something that's being not being really being marketed to sell. I mean, I mean, I mean, so excuse me, marketed to wear like like a lot of other rings. That that is it's a it's a nice piece and it's kind of ironic that with with everything in from their toy collection that there's so much stuff that came out that most people thought was crap. That is amazing that the ring is the one thing that people are like. Hey, we really like that. You did a good job with that. Uh-huh. That that build a figure parallax, not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, the design of parallax in that movie. Oh, I don't know what they were drinking. That was. Oh. Yeah. But we'll get. We'll probably get to that when we do the commentary for the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll be another. Maybe that'll be a drunk episode. Uh yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put away the the red strawberry ale and grab my Jack Daniels. <laughs> Good God! Yeah. Well, that'll be fun though. <laughs> yeah. You know, at that point, it'll be so long since I watched the movie straight through that that'll be kind of. I mean, I, I I do tend to watch it if it's on like HBO or something, but I don't. It's been a while since I watched it from beginning to end. Yeah. All right. All right. So number two on my list, uh, again, I group stuff together because I think it makes it easier. I put my – the full-scale ba- power battery props that I have, I put those as number two. So at, as we speak, the power battery props that I have, I have the new yellow, the new orange. I Once I got the – the yellow was actually the first one I got from this wave. And I liked it, so then I, I, kind of like sucked it up, and for not it wasn't that really outrageous a price. I ended up tracking down the green one on eBay because I really wasn't planning on ordering the green since I already have a green. But I liked I liked the yellow one a lot, so I went I so I have the the new green, the new yellow, the new orange. I do have the blue pre-ordered. I don't have the sapphire pre-ordered. Um, just something just I just can't pull the trigger on the sapphire battery for some reason. But I have the original HAL battery. Uh, I have the yellow battery. I have the red battery. I have the DC Direct movie battery. And I have the half-scale Kyle Rayner battery, which is still kind of unfortunate that was a half-scale. But those are the those are the battery props that I have, not counting, of course, the, the little, the mini Blackest Night ones. I have those too, but I just went for the full-scale ones. How many, and, how many full, pa- full scales do you have? Uh, leaving out the Kyle, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Screw you, seven. screw you, screw you, screw you, <laughs> screw you, screw you, screw you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At least the original green one I've had forever because that came out in the 90s. Ah, good grief. <laughs> that was a lot more money then, too, certainly compared to the new ones. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, I one of yeah, it's all. I might as well say it. it's on my my list for uh, wish wishes, stuff I wish I had. Yeah, super. I don't I don't want all of them. I just want a green one. Just want a green one. You can still. I mean, excuse me. You can still get a green one for a halfway decent price because I think if you pre-order any of the new power batteries, a new wave of power batteries, if you pre-order them on DCBS, it. It's, I believe it's one thirty-five ninety-seven, not counting the shipping. Mm-hmm. So I think when I went to track down the green one, I think it was. I want to say it was only. I want to say. I, excuse me. I only paid. It was like in the. 
I might have been in the 140s, but the shipping was a little bit more than five dollars. Mm-hmm. But so it wasn't out. It was close enough where you know I, I could bite the bullet because it really was my own fault for not pre-ordering the green. But I do like I do like the green. The other thing I like about the new power batteries as opposed to the old, is the way the handles fit in. It's like a it's like a catch twenty two. The handles themselves and, and it has to do I think just as much with the way they package them, is that it doesn't take a lot for the handles to kind of like not entirely be as tight as they should be mm-hmm. or maybe they can the yellow one actually when i got the yellow one the, the, the uh what's kind of like the top of the battery look the handle of the battery looking like the parallax symbol on the top part of it mm-hmm. that it was kind of like a little misshapen so i had to like i had to like bend bend it back the way it was supposed to but the good news about the new handles is that they're almost designed that they can pop out as opposed to the old battery handles that really weren't designed to do that. So if you got a handle for some reason that was super loose, like what happened to me when I got my red one, you kind of were screwed. You were shafted. You couldn't do. You couldn't really do much with it. Yeah. With the, with these, um, I was able to like reshape the yellow one and put it ba- and put it back in. And the green one was was in perfect. Was shaped perfectly. It was just a little loose. So I was still able to pop it out, push it in a little bit, and then just connect it again. And then I got a much tighter fit. So I think that's a little, a little advantage to the n- newer batteries, even though I, part of me misses the metallic finish. But see, I would prefer the metallic finish. Yeah, and I and I hear the uh, the original ones light up more. Oh, they last a lot longer. Yeah, there's no doubt. I'm, I'm see, I, I I actually I should have written this down because I actually did time it for the hell of it one day, because even though they're in two different parts of of the basement, that what I usually do is I light. I like the green one, as stupid as this may sound to some people, other than us, probably. <laughs> like I like to, I like take one ring and I like because luckily all the rings work on all the batteries, so it's like I take one ring and I light up the old green one first, and then I light up all the other batteries in in order, and then for the hell of it, I usually hit the Justice League uh, trophy room power ba- uh, power ring prop too, turn that on, and all. Absolutely guaranteed. Even though the Green Lantern battery can come on like five, or maybe come might come on two or three seconds before you you put on any of the other batteries. That thing will still be on at least six or seven seconds after all the other ones have gone out. It, it just it just lasts longer. It just mm. it just stays on. Good grief! But yeah. Um, and the good news is, in case a bulb, in case in, assuming they use the same bulb still, I I kind of luck. Well, I was being proactive that. Shortly after they released the first battery, they kind of sold replacement bulbs. Mm-hmm. I forget how many bulbs came in a pack, but I actually ordered a set of replacements. Nice. And so I'm, and I actually only needed to put one in. And actually, technically speaking, I didn't need to put one in. I think there was a, I think it turned out there was a, there was a wire loose or something mm-hmm. that I was able to just and. But I, but it was with the green one, with the original green one. So technically, I had, I did replace that bulb once but all the other replacement bulbs i have so if they still use the same size bulb at least i'll be covered in case they burn out so cool uh all right well sorry well (laughs) well my number two is one that i know a lot of people wish they had green lantern batman the action figure that is a nice figure that's uh, it's still one of my favorite figures, and it's not necessarily because I love Green Lantern Batman more than anything else, but just the figure is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's epic looking. It's just the the way the cape is, and the the look on his face, and the 
the way the bat symbol is kind of like projecting off of his costume and right. the metallic look. It's just the utility belt's white and his gloves are white and oh god, it's so cool. It's a very nice figure. It's certainly I, I it's a probably because it's based you know it's basically based on Van Skyver work, so it, it kind of has more of a like a. I guess it's to me it's more of a a, a realistic feel to it. Certainly compared to let's say the ba- the Batman Sinestro Corps figure, mm-hmm. which of course has a Mattel, so you can't really it's not apples to apples comparison. But but all of but a lot of the Green Lantern figures they did at the t- anything related at the time. I mean, it certainly was based on the original Van Skyver Jeff Johns run was pretty cool. Just like the uh, the Hal figure they used from uh, that was in the Batman Superman line. I'm trying to remember the wave uh, that had the you know that has the Green Lantern symbol also projecting off his chest the same way it does with the bat symbol for. Right, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what wave of what what wave of figures that was because I remember ordering. I got that one off of eBay, but that was which is basically like the head sculpt and the same the basic prototype for what they use for most of those. Uh, I think they use that as a prototype. I think for many of the San Diego pals. Yeah. Uh, um, but that was a very. But yeah, the Batman. I did have the the uh, Green Lantern Batman. I never. I've never opened him, but I know I had him hanging downstairs. Like I had the. Had the card. I had him hanging off a like a pushpin or something downstairs at some point when I was displaying some figures. Yeah, I, so. I took mine out. I had to. Yeah. A fine line sometimes. It really, I mean, a lot of times you want to open a figure, but it's like, it's like, should I? Should I not? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of this stuff is just kind of figured. You know, I want, I'm, I'm going. If I'm going to keep it, at some point, if I, I, I want to display it, and and I mean like professionally lit kind of awesome display kind of a thing. So I was like, well, it's going to be out of the box anyway. So I was like, all right, cool, I'll do it. <laughs> so. Do you have Do you have the uh, Total Justice any of the Total Justice figures? No, but I want the Total Total Justice Kyle. Uh, I'm trying to think of I. I think there's a I know Total I Justice have. Parallax. What was that? What was that about the Total Justice Parallax? Isn't there one? Yes. Okay. Which is the reason Which is the reason I brought it up because because if you want one, you can have one. <laughs> cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> by luck of the draw with those figures, back back in the day when uh, I. They were being clearanced out. I mean, I got—I I was lucky enough to get them when they first came out of Walmart. I went in one day and they had them on the shelf. I was like, "Oh, I'm getting like—they had like two or three of them." And I figured I'd get one for me, get one for my friend Chuck, and then just hold on to one. But eventually, they were—they were clearanced out like a KB or something, and I—and they had like three or four of them. And I just—I'm just gonna buy all these things. Nice. And I have a—I know I—I I have to have at least two left. I have one. I'm looking at one now that's hanging on the wall and in, in, in its card. Uh, and I think I, I think somewhere downstairs in a in a in a box a lot of a lot of the Green Lantern stuff a lot of the one, the WB store stuff that I had that I I'm pretty sure there's an another Emerald Twilight Parallax. So if you're gonna keep them, especially if you're gonna keep them in the package because this one it looks like he has a bent figure from bent finger from when they put him in the blister pack they didn't quite get they kind of like pressed pressed against it maybe the wrong way when they put him in. Mm. So if you plan on keeping them in his package, you can definitely have that one. But I can rummage for the 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 for the other one for you. <laughs> well, awesome! Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so what's what's your number one? Number one, I just put 
I just again grouping things together. I put my power rings, all the different rings that I have. Yeah, you got a lot I, of them. I've over, which is kind of funny, because over the it's and again th- another thing which we talked like we talked about in the last episode, giving credit for what for where credit to do to like Jeff Johns and his run because if not for Jeff Johns the odds of us being able to get rings from all these different places would probably not have been an option yeah. <laughs> that for the longest time the only Green Lantern ring that I had and I, only, and I only got that like in the late 90s was the original DC Direct ring the one that they called the Silver Age ring but basically looked like Kyle's ring uh, and then they released the, uh, the symbol ring which I didn't like that much but I have it, but I didn't like. But I, it's not one of my favorites. But over the years, yes, they've they've had a bunch of different places that have released rings. Uh, Aerobus Silver, which we won't delve into too much. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't want to anger Jim too much in one episode. But to me, they they do make a lot of. They've made many good rings over the years, and and I still I still keep my eyes peeled for because I like their class style rings. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, the Hal Jordan class ring. That's a nice one. Yep, love that. I mean, they've they've they've, they've done a lot of different styles, which have been good. I mean, I I liked it when they did the when they did the Earth Green Lantern rings when they did the series for like John Stewart, Kyle, Guy, and Hal. Yeah, the the the, the metal ones. The yeah, like the squared like the squared face. They had squared faces on. Them. Yeah, that's the one I have. The how you're talking about the class rings that have like the gem for like Green Lantern. Yes, and, uh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I and over the years, I mean, honestly, up to this point, I think the only the only the only colors they have been done in the class style ring up to this point, I believe, were sapphire. And orange, and orange. They, I think they wanted to do for a while, but they didn't have the. But there was no oath to do. Mm. They could have just put the symbol on the side, which is what they used to do before they started putting, you know, the oaths on, on the rings. Right. But they even they even did a white, uh, class style ring. Though of course they stuck the Green Lantern oath on it, which didn't make a lot of sense. But I liked it. But I liked the design. So it was in a two pack. It was a, a good deal with that in the Black Lantern ring. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Black Lantern Oath ring. So I got so I got them both. So they have a lot of good. They have a lot of cool styles, and so I have a bunch of their rings. Uh, got a bunch of bad Jeepster rings. Oh God. He's had a lot of good designs. I want I want the Guy Gardner power ring so bad. The Red Lantern Guy Gardner ring. Oh yeah. I want that. That's if I could have any bat bat Jeepster ring, that's the one I want. Red Lantern Guy Gardner's ring. So cool. It is. It's a very. It's a very cool ring. And even though I, from based on what I think he's been posting, I suspect he's going to be. He's going to start up making rings again. And that's certainly what it sounds like. It sounds like he's going to be back in the, in the ring slinging business. So the good news is, he'll, there'll still be other options for us to get them and probably to get new styles because I really like the double banded style. He they were releasing, right when he stopped. He didn't. He didn't come up. He didn't. He had. I don't even think he did half. He didn't do half the cores. He did the red, he did the green, he did the blue, and I think and he did power and he did the Sinestro core. Those so he did he did about half. But I, I was I was I like that style so much, even especially if you just get it in like uh st- like stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Even if you just get I'm which is what I got most of them in, even though I ended up again I got a blue one in I got a blue one in in the hard resin. 
and the uh, I got a Sinestro core that we gold plated, which is really cool. But if they, but if that, I like that series of rings so much that I would have even got a sapphire ring. Nice. And I only, and I other than not counting the 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 promo rings for Blackest Night, not counting the light up rings that come with the mini power batteries, I actually only have, I believe, one sapphire ring, which was from the original Aroba Silver, like Blackest Night set. I just, it doesn't do much for me. But but I like that design so much that I would have got I would still if if he starts it back up again I would com- I would get all the cores especially I was looking forward to a white one like that but so I have those the no I have a couple of rings from Noble Collection when they when they first when they came out with their rings related to the movie and I have a bunch of the Blackest Night promo rings along with like I just mentioned the ones that come with the uh, mini power battery props so that's probably the the biggest. You know, the, other than figures, the, actually it might be more than figures. Actually, if you count all those promo rings I have, but that's probably the biggest part of my collection that I have, and the thing that I'm most proud of, and I get the most use out of since I try to rotate the rings when I when I get the chance. So, no bat jeep, so, no bat jeepster, kilowog size ring. No, that's <laughs> no. I need a big, really big display case for that one. <laughs> but, but I, but I do have the the stainless. The silver and the uh, gold-plated versions of his uh, Green Lantern one ring to rule them all with all the symbols on them. You know the one ring I want, and I don't know if he ever did it, but um, the uh, the Green Lantern uh, script-to-screen book had yes. had pictures of the yellow lan- oh yes the yellow yes. lantern Sinestro Corps yeah. ring that was in the movie, and I think Bad Jeepster did a, re- a reproduction of that. I think you're right. And that's the one. I, if I were to get any other one besides the Red Lantern Guy Gardner, that's the one I want. That is, yeah. That that would I. That was a really awesome ring. Even in the book, it was like wow. Mm. That would have been a really cool collectible. Yep. And I left out super. I left out superhero things too, where I think Dan got his Black Lantern ring from, nice. and where I've gotten a lot of these snakeskin run snakeskin style rings that they've been releasing. Uh, I don't like those. I like some of them. Maybe I, I mean, maybe in like. Maybe in like yellow or orange, I would might think that'd be cool, but the rest of it, nah. nah. So, f- the blue is pretty cool. It looks the blood red one is awesome for the reds. The orange one is great. The Sinestro one, I, I think the Sinestro one might be my favorite. It just seems natural, color wise, and that's that's what I that's what I have. I've I have I have orange red. Yellow and blue, well, and I should be getting green for Christmas. Well, see, orange, orange because Ophidian's a snake. Yes, and yes. and and yellow because fear. I mean, snakes. Come right. on, it's no big deal. <laughs> and plus, it just looks so. It just, it just looks natural with the symbol. Yeah, it does. All right, um, my number one is something that has been on the top of my number. Has been on the top of my want list above a Green Lantern power battery prop. For basically since the movie came out, but just a few months ago, I finally got for the first time. And I only got it. I only spent forty dollars. Only forty dollars. <laughs> the DC Direct Green Lantern movie Hal Jordan Emerald Energy statue. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh God, it's so cool. There's this. It's cold cast porcelain. It's got Hal Jordan, like Ryan Reynolds, he's, he's got his legs up a little bit and kind of bent at the knee, and he's throwing his fist forward, he's in the uh, the outfit, 
and there's uh, emerald energy around his fist and forming a Green Lantern construct fist, and he's floating up on this swirling wave energy vortex kind of Green Lantern base. It's so cool. <laughs> and and not not to mention the bottom of that thing is clear, so when I get money and time and the ability and the know-how, I am putting some sort of hole and electrical cord into the base of this five-foot glass display case thing and putting LEDs in the bottom, and I'm going to set that sucker down and I'll be able to flip on a light switch and just, bam, have that thing light up from the bottom. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. <laughs> I think I remember that statue. I think I almost... That's one of the things I was. I think I was close to pulling the trigger on when it first came out, and I just, for some reason, I just opted not to do it. Unfortunately, you know, of all of of all of the the DC Direct statues that came out related to that um, to that movie, they had the busts and all that stuff. That's the one, man. That's that is the one I want. I wanted more than anything, more than a power battery. I had to have this this figure and uh, this uh, statue, and it's, it's so cool. But yeah, that's that's uh, above all else. That is the statue I wanted more than a power battery prop. And I finally got it, and I got it for forty dollars. That's a good deal. How how much was, did that start off being? Do you remember? A hundred and seventy nine dollars. That might be about right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And I mean, and I know it's based off of a movie that I won't say I hate, but you know, when it comes to Green Lantern stuff, it's not the best. But I didn't get it because it reminded me of the movie. I got it because it's an epic Green Lantern statue. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's just oh, it's so cool. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 absolutely my number one. Oh, God, I love that picture figure so much. And as soon as I can, getting tools, getting LED lights, rigging this thing up, and just going to light up the bottom of this freaking case. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, for $40, that's a great deal. Even now, I'm looking at Big Bad Toy Store. Even now, they have it for like 107 Yeah, uh, I think uh, uh, Amazon's got it for like 90 right now, 80 90 bucks. I looked at it earlier. Uh, yeah, it's like eighty or ninety bucks, and I got it uh, at a local shop here. I guess I guess it'd been sitting there forever and ever and ever, and nobody got it, so they moved it over to their discount store, where everything was half off of whatever it was marked. It was marked eighty. I got it for forty. I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> so so cool because there's no other. It, yeah, there's no way I'd be able to get it otherwise. God, I love that figure. Oh. Very nice. All right, so uh, since we still got previews to get to, uh, let's and we've already been going for about an hour. Let's uh, let's run through our, our wish lists. Okay, five five to one. Okay, so number five for me, I put the uh, I was able to get a few of the movie banners from when the movie came out, and I was able to get Sinestro, which I have up on the ceiling in in my old bedroom. Uh, and I was able to get Tomar Ray, but unfortunately I was not able to get the Ryan Reynolds Hal Jordan, probably because somebody just loved Ryan Reynolds at the theater, mm -hmm. and I couldn't. <laughs> but the Ryan Reynolds Hal one was the one I wish I could have gotten. That was the one I wanted 
above all. So I, I put that as number five. I wish I had that banner because that would be up instead of Sinestro probably if I had it. I have the what is this? Is this four? It looks maybe maybe about four or five feet. Five feet by four, so four four feet tall, five feet wide. Vinyl poster, Green Lantern, June seventeenth, brightest day, blackest night. Ryan Reynolds on the left, on the left, Kilowog, Sinestro, Tomar Ray on the right. That's very nice. Yeah, that's it's, it's. I'm looking at it right now. It's right above my couch in my living room. Just bam in yep, your I face. Yep, I see. Yep, I see it in your picture. And I have, <laughs> and I have the I have the regular movie poster. I did. I have the regular movie poster too. Yeah. But I guess somebody. I mean, I'm I'm good friends with everybody at at the theater, but I guess, but still, if somebody, if an employee wants something, they get it first. So somebody obviously wanted the Hal Jordan one, probably because, like I said, because of, I'm sure because of Ryan Reynolds, not because they were Green Lantern fans. Right. But, but I still got two of the three. So like one of, the, especially one of these days, I mean, even though it's gonna be tough to package up, I'd always talk to Jim about depending as a prize, we could always use you know one, like the Tom Murray banner or something as a prize. Nice. But, because that's one of the main main reasons I I got it. But yeah, 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 it's my profile picture. Yeah, see how big that freaking thing is? Yes. So cool, and that's vinyl. That's not like a paper or anything. That's that. Yes, yeah, like the banner type. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. Oh god. Uh yeah, so cool. All right. Um, <laughs> my number five is something, and and just like most of these things on this list that uh, Mark already has, the Mattel Blue Lantern Kyle Rayner. <gasps> Ah oh. uh, yes, that two pack. I don't want the two pack. I want blue. Lantern. I know you don't want the two pack. I'm just saying what it came in. I don't want yellow lantern uh, Hal. I don't give a shit about yellow lantern Hal. I mean, I I, I would yeah it'd be cool to have the figure, but if I were to actively go out and find one, blue lantern Kyle Rayner is the one I want. Oh, so cool. <laughs> well, he he was the selling point of the two pack. That's... There's no doubt about that because there is a yellow. I mean. There's, there is a yellow Hal that exists, that, but there was never a Blue Lantern Kyle that existed. So, and, it, and it's not that. It's not. It's it's just that figure looks so cool. You know, I like the metallic. I'm looking at blue. I'm looking at you, Blue Lantern Flash. Um, that metallic is just so cool. But something about the matte color on that Blue Lantern Kyle Rayner just works for him. It's so awesome. Mm. Yeah, it's a great figure. I I, I actually like the both both figures in that two-pack, but Kyle definitely is the selling point for it. Not to mention the only Kyle figure, like, action figure I have is the um, JLA Classified, where it's, like, super buff. Oh. And and he's in the original costume. Yes. Yeah, that's the only Kyle figure I have. Really? Yeah. Is that by choice, or just... Yeah, because, actually, you know, and I got it because I thought it looked cool... Not because it was super buff, but because if I want, if I was going to get a Green Lantern in that style, it was going to be that that Kyle Rayner. Not because he was drawn in that style, or that's how I think of him, but that costume with the crab mask and the you know the, the first costume he had was in the '90s. When was the super buff style popular? In the '90s. So, True. so like that's it, it, it's it, it's not so much that you know Kyle looks good in that 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 format, but it's kind of like he fits like he if if you're gonna get a character in in his '90s costume, you know that you know, I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. Ever I know I just I understand. I just finished my strawberry ale. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Work, 
working on number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wish. It's over in the fridge, and, you know, I'm sitting down. I got my headphones in. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I got to go to bed a little and wake up early anyway, so. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so, number four. Number four for me is something I've never seen in the store, because if I have, if I had, I would have gotten it. And I've, just, I've seen it available in a few places, but never enough to want to blow the money on it. Uh, it was the, it's the DC Universe Infinite Heroes 3-pack, which has Sinestro in his Sinestro core uniform, Kyle as Parallax, and, and Glowing John Stewart. So those were like the three-quarters figures, I think. Uh, that style that came out, I forget how many years ago the Infinite Heroes came out. That wave, but that style, I should say that, and I kind of always wanted that. I have a, I have a bunch of those figures. I have like Black Hand and Guy Gardner, and I think the regular John Stewart. Yeah, and, I, I have Black Hand, Carol Ferris, or Star Sapphire, and whatever came with that other that pack. I have Sinestro too because he was in his classic uniform, oh. his old school uniform. Nice. But but this would have been. But I like the idea since up to this point it's the only version, it's the only Kyle as Parallax figure they've ever made. Mm-hmm. That I that's that was the main selling point. Plus Sinestro being uh, in his uniform would have been cool. And I've seen it a few places. It's not outrageously priced, really. I mean, if you just you can justify it with three figures, but it's something I would like to have if I could, you know, stumble upon it for for a, a decent price. Yeah. Or, or but. That would be nice to add to the collection, but I definitely do not. But I don't have that one, yeah. and I would like it. Uh, my number four I wanted so badly, I almost stole it from a child, literally. <laughs> Give me that! <laughs> the My number four is the DC Direct White Lantern Batman. Oh, I wanted that figure so bad. We had it. Uh, when, the only time I went to Super Show, we had it, along with White Lantern Flash, and I believe we were giving it away as a contest prize. And we gave it away to Ange and uh, Dave Williams of Waiting for the Trade podcast. Uh, but we gave it to their son, Lucas. And I was like, you know, he, he didn't know what he was going to be getting, like his prize. <laughs> Couldn't we just say it was the White Lantern Flash and nothing else? Like, I wanted that White Lantern Batman so bad. <laughs> I mean, in plus, I've got the Green Lantern Batman, and I've got White Lantern Sinestro and White Lantern Hal. Right. I mean, it's perfect. It goes perfectly with all three of those figures and ties in perfect, but I don't have it. And I, it's, uh, it's like, I think it goes for more than... More than uh, the Green Lantern Batman figure does. And it's probably oh god, it's ridiculous. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> One day I don't. I don't have that figure either. Yeah, I, I want that so bad. It's like yeah, it's so cool. Uh all right, number number uh, number three. three. I I grouped together. I put both the sideshow collectibles premium format statues. I put the Green Lantern Hal. And the newer one, the Sinestro one. Um, I have those opened up here to look at. Or at least the Sinestro one I have to look at. It's just, they're just, the fact that they light up, that's pretty impressive. That's nice. Certainly certainly the the Hal one, the Hal one definitely lights up. Um, 
the sculpts are just really nice. Especially, I, I like the sculpt in the Hal Jordan one better, though I do like the energy construct of the Sinestro one, just because it's got like a saw blade construct coming from uh, one of one of the two options for his hand is like this saw blade construct that comes out of his left hand for Sinestro, mm. and the way he stands on the yellow power base with the look, the same kind of energy you were talking about in your Ryan Reynolds statue. Yeah, just the way it's kind of like swirling out of the power battery, and just the way, just kind of. For, just the pose that Sinestro has too. It's just kind of cocky with one hand, with with one arm behind his back and his other hand raised, like he's basically giving the giving the talk to the Sinestro Corps. Yeah, that kind of that kind of look. And and the hat, like I said, the Hal one, the Hal one's a cooler to me. It's a cooler sculpt, and I like that with the and the green energy base. That I like them both. They're just kind of like they're just a little too pricey for me yeah to just you know one one's one's 399 i think the other one's 349 and it's something that if you could if you could find it cheap or you know you win it somewhere it'd be great but it's kind of hard to you know just justify spending the money on it no matter how cool it is yeah i gotcha um my number three uh again here we go again another action figure dc direct Yellow Lantern Sinestro. I want that figure. I've wanted it. I've wanted it since I started getting the Blackest Night New Guardians line because if anybody remembers one of my first earlier appearances on the show, I was bitching and complaining that DC Direct wasn't re-releasing that figure in the Blackest Night blister packaging. And I was pissed off and I didn't understand why they wouldn't do it because they didn't even have to it was already made. The figure was already made. Just start producing it again and put it in the Blackest Night packaging. You wouldn't even have to come up with a model. Just re-release the figure. Never happened. <laughs> and that figure is as expensive as the White Lantern Batman and Green Lantern Batman figures are. And it's just so far away from me right now. It's, uh, uh, it's, uh, but yeah, those, this, such a cool figure. And it came with it came with that little uh, Despotellus thing. Yes, it did. Ugh. Which you know I didn't really give it two shits about, but it's just you know, something extra. You get a power battery and Despotellus. You know, Ugh. so cool, so cool. No, it, it's def it's it was one of the cooler figures they released from the early you know the earlier waves of the Green Lantern figures. There's there's no doubt about that. It's just it is kind of unfortunate that. They didn't release. They didn't make more of them. Like you said, re-release it to go with the Blackest Night figures, just so, just so it makes sense uh, from a New Guardians point of view. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and and they it really didn't make any sense why they didn't do it. I mean, because of the fact that you would have had some people that might have bought it again just because it was in Blackest Night packaging. You yeah, know? it was a license to so, print money. You did not have yeah. to pay anything. To design the figure, you already had the model ready to go. You just start producing, put it in, and sell it. You know? Ugh. 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 All right, number two, number two, number two. <laughs> I know there's one on eBay for like, it's like, hey, there's a, there's a loose one for twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, it's probably it comes in, with everything. It's probably in a <laughs> shitty condition. <laughs> and they they have one in packaging for like starting bid was forty bucks. <sighs> All right, go ahead. Number two. I'm sorry. Uh, num- <laughs> number number two was something. This falls under the category of something I could have got 
and multiple times back in the day of the Warner Brothers store, but I let it go because I was into Green Lantern, but my collection, I would never have known at the time that that was going to become my big thing. I still was probably more Star Wars than Green Lantern at the time. And that would be the Warner Brothers store's exclusive, the Green Lantern Master Series Fine Art Print by Gil Kane. Oh. It came out in 1997 and, and believe it, a 500-issue print run. And basically what it did was it, it had it had from the green from actual strips well not the, like had reproductions of from the Gil Kane issues early on of Hal including him getting the ring from Abin Sir and I think saying the oath those were the major parts of the of the piece but in the bottom there were six pencil sketches by Kane which consisted of, of Alan Scott I think there were two of Hal it was a John Stewart there was a Kyle and that was a Hal's Parallax. And that was a piece that I saw multiple times over in the art section of the Warner Brothers store, and I just never pulled the trigger on it. And certainly in retrospect, I wish I wish I had. Yeah. yeah. I'm right there with you. I've seen that thing. It's so cool. Hmm. And I think I didn't... See, if I, if I was... I, not just from where I am now from a collecting point of view, but as far as more being not really a historian as much, but just having more more knowledge of the background of everything and how important Gil Kane is, you know, to to Hal Jordan and Green Lantern. Even though, you know, the artwork itself on the, in those original, you know, issues wasn't, does, it's kind of hard to compare that artwork to today, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, I think that in a way was what didn't make me want to get it. Even though the pen, the sketches in the bottom is kind of what made me want to get it. <laughs> right. But it, but in retrospect, that would have been a nice, a very nice piece to have. So I kick myself sometimes for that. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful piece, and Gil Kane, uh, you know, he he's, you know, it, it's just like any artist. There's hit and misses, but Gil Kane, man, he he hit more than he missed. Uh, Absolutely. So 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 cool. Um. My number two uh, is yet another figure, but this one would have relied on me buying like five or six figures to get. The Mattel Collecting Connect Stell. Uh, when <laughs> when uh, Jim and I did an episode for a holiday gift-giving guide, it was just us, the first wave of Mattel figures had come out uh, or were just about to hit. And the Collecting Connect figure was Arkillo. And they had just released pictures of, of the next wave and the Collecting Connect figure of, Sne- of Stell. When we saw the picture, we fell in love with that figure. <laughs> I've been wanting that Collecting Connect Stell since the moment that picture hit the internet. <laughs> and I still haven't got it. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's Because... It, it, um, Peeling back the the fourth wall a little bit, or peeling back the curtain, whatever you want to call it. As we record this right now, uh, I'm in the middle of uh, of Wizard World Austin 2013. I'm being I'm getting interviews and stuff like that. Uh, it's Friday night. Um, at cons, there's always a booth, at least one booth, that sells loose figures for an uptick. You know, like there's there's always right. there's always vendors that sell figures. In boxes or whatever, but there's always that one guy who has just you know 
plastic bins full of toys and then the stuff he knows people are really looking for are up on this like you know little step uh stepped sort of display thing and they're they're up priced i'm sure there's going to be a stell there and the last time i saw a stell at one of these cons it was like 60 or 80 bucks and i just can't bring wow. myself to drop that much money on that figure i want it's it's my number 2 it's right below, and I've already said it, so I'm going to go ahead and launch into my number one. My, my Green Lantern power battery prop, the metallic one that lights up and stays lit, that one. That's, that's my number one. Go figure. You know, I've already got the Umbrella Energy statue. Now, now the battery, power battery prop has taken its rightful place at number one again. But that tells you how much I want that Stell figure when it's a step, only one step below the thing that every Green Lantern fan should have. The power battery prop right underneath that still. <laughs> I know for that for that amount of money, you'd have been better off just or you could have just ordered a whole set of the figures when they first came out. Exactly. <laughs> if you would have known. <laughs> and I don't even want those figures. I don't think there's even a single one in that whole line I wanted. That was a deputy. Was that the deputy wave? No. Uh, Green Lantern Kyle was in there. Um, the separated head. Green Lantern, Metaphil, and the Fishbowl dude. Oh, that was that was that was that was the Stellway. Yeah, and it had the swap head, also the Red Lantern uh, swap head. Oh yeah, yeah, and Scalox yeah. or whatever. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that Stell man, because DC Direct put out a Stell too, uh, and he's cool, and I've been tempted to get him on occasion, but he's not as impressive as that that collecting connect still uh and this is the second time mattel's done a character better than dc direct has uh because the first time if you look for the dc direct kilowog he's cool but he's got this paint job that's like super pale pink skin and you mean the one you mean the one from the first wave of figures after Rebirth? Yeah. Twice, parallax and yeah. Al with the hair parted on the wrong side. and Yeah, Yeah, I don't like that Kilowog. He's a cool, like, size-wise, sculpt, um, all that, that's a cool figure. But the paint job of his skin is so weird uh, and off-putting. But the Collected Connect Kilowog? That, yeah, he's cool. That's awesome. Same thing with Estelle. The DC Direct Stell, he's cool. But he's... This is going to sound ridiculous. He's almost too robotic. Gotcha. Like, he's he's almost too, like, high-tech android, you know, or robot, whatever. All these wires and, you know, and, and painted wires and, you know, joints and stuff like that. Whereas the Collecting Connect Stell has that... He has the, this feel of almost like, yeah, he's he's an updated looking robot, but you can also kind of see, Castell used to be this like old school buckethead robot, and it, you can kind of see some of that influence in that Stell figure, and uh, I like that. It's 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 faithful to the comics. It's size wise, it's right where I think it should be. Uh, it's oh. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> and again, like I think, like I said, my number one Green Lantern power battery. I've said it before; it's no surprise, and eh, no big deal. <laughs> I think that 
when you, when you think about, I, mean, I don't have that many decent, any, that many of the Mattel uh, Builder figures. Um, there were, but I think all the ones that I have are, I'm really impressed with. I I do have I've I've I have Stell, I have Kilowog, I have a Kilo, and I also have the Anti Monitor. From I th- I think the way they released when they had John Stewart and Cap Matui and I'm trying to remember who else was in who who else was in that wave. Um, but that but the Anti Monitor was pretty cool too. He was a cool build a figure. But yeah, I like them all. I mean, I think I, I think uh, the Kilowog. You're right. The Kilowog is pretty awesome. I like. I think even though I never really opened the the Blackest Night or Kilo figure, I, I I think I like the. I'm. I think I lean towards the uh, Mattel one yeah. to build the figure a little better. You, so for you never for got me, you never got to build a figure Necron. No, mm. no, because there wasn't there wasn't enough. Is that the is that the wave that Sinestro was back, was re released in? I, the, I can't remember honestly. I know I've seen the Collecting Connect Necron at you know like cons and stuff. I don't think there were enough figures in that wave that that I really liked to justify it. Yeah. I don't think there were. Um, I did think about it because what I had done, what I, what I had done for all those build of all those build build of figures that I have, I just had pre ordered uh, a case. Or a complete set, whichever one, they, whichever one it was, on on a big bad toy store. Mm-hmm. So I, so when the box came, you, you had no, you know, you you knew, you know, you just knew that you had enough to uh, build build the figure, and you, and you'd have a couple of extras. I think it was the case. I think it was because you get the variants. Like when I ordered, when I ordered the, the deputy deputy wave, like I got, I think I I, I made I got black. I, I think I got both black and black and uh, white lantern how. I think there was a set that you were in pre-order. You were able to get both, but yeah, I didn't get Necron. I thought about it. I just don't think there were enough figures in my mind. There's got to be at least half the figures, even though I could, obviously, if you really didn't want them, you, I, could, I could find somebody to take them. Clearly, but to me, just to justify the price of, get, of getting them, there's got to be at least three figures, you know, that I want. Right. And there just weren't. And then I, yeah, I'm pretty. I think that was the Sinestro wave. I think that was the redone Sinestro. Uh, when they used the same head, but they gave him a bigger body. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't enough for me to to just to, to pull the trigger on it. Plus, I liked I liked the DC Direct Necron. I do like that. Yeah, it's he, yeah, he is cool. Yeah, he's not too bad. And your what's your number one? My number one, I figured I might as well dream big, so I put down uh, both Showcase number twenty two, which was <laughs> the first appearance of Hal, and Green Lantern number one. Might as well live. Might as well live big. Because uh, those would be one or both of those would be cool to just just frame and put on the wall. Uh, I don't have either one of those, but I do have Green Lantern number forty, which is the uh, one that's got uh, Hal and Alan on the cover in front of the Guardians, and it says it's the secret origin of the Guardians. I think I might have that. Uh, I think it's basically the origin of the multiverse. Um, now. I know that Flash 123, Flash of Two Worlds, um, is the main one. But as far as, like, explaining the origins of the multiverse as you would eventually come to see in Crisis on Infinite Earths, you know, Krona and all of that stuff, that's – this is the issue where that happened. It's Green Lantern number 40. So. I think I do I, – I would have to double-check, but I think – because once in a while, my LCS will get a – some old Green Lantern issues, and usually when they do, they tend to put them aside and see if, if I'm interested in them. And I think that was I think that was one that I, I did get, and 
anytime you can get like at this point, anytime you can get anything relatively low, low numbered in you know the original series. I mean, it's like you almost have, unless it's an outrageous price. But if it's for a good price, I mean, it's, that's just good, just for the history of it. It's worth having. Yeah, I've got that, and I've got the first appearance of Black Hand. That's cool. And uh, the only other uh, Green Lantern—I mean, I have other early Green Lantern issues like uh, the Tattooed Man uh, first appearance. Um, but the other, the other one uh, that I have that I, my pride and joy, like if, if they told, if someone came into my house right now and said I was required to sell everything I own except for five or ten things, one of the things I would keep, my Green Lantern Green Arrow number eighty-five. Where it's speedy shooting up heroin on the cover. Yep. <laughs> that's. Yeah. I would never let that go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty iconic. That'd be hard to let that one go. Yep. But it's just amazing. It's just kind of amazing. Like something. Sometimes. I don't know if you've had this. You, you ever have an, a, an issue that turned out to be pretty important to any series and you just kind of like, by luck of the draw, either you get rid of it or it gets destroyed or mm-hmm. anything like that ever happened? <laughs> happened to me? No. Um, not really. No. But you may have started collect. How old were you when you first started collecting? Oh, see, I'm twenty. I'm twenty six now. And what year did the Rage of the Red Lanterns Final Crisis come out? Oh, that's right. I remember we talked. Um, that's right. Uh, well, Blackest Night was about two thousand nine. Well, actually, no, we talked about this. Uh, so by you know, and by this time the episode's already been out. So oh, yeah, but it gotta be over five years ago, yeah, right? That's what we talked. Yeah, because when Lantern Cast started, one of their first reviews was Final Crisis: Rage of the Red Lanterns. So five, yeah, I've been collecting about five years now. Okay, that would make sense then, because so you are you are of a good age where that wouldn't happen to you. I I I have I have like one. I still have Hulk, Incredible Hulk 181 downstairs, bagged. It's in bad shape, but I still have it. So just from the Wolverine factor, it's still good to have. But I did have the original issue that the Punisher was in. But I was a little kid at the time, so unfortunately I cut that up as a scrapbook. Well, I also have the first appearance of Miss Marvel. I have no interest in that character. I might as well sell that issue. Um, yeah, first appearance of Miss Marvel, and I also have Madrid the Mystic. Number one. Oh yes, 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 yes. I love Madrid. Uh, I never even got number two, but I, I don't know what that about something about that. It's such a cool, such a cool thing. Um, but yeah, Showcase Twenty Two, absolutely. Green Lantern number one. While it would be cool for no like nostalgia purposes and everything, it's technically not the first Green Lantern issue. You know what I mean? Right. So so you know. Kind of like the amazing, fa- amazing fantasy fifteen would be worth more than like, I mean, be, be a bigger prize from that point of view than like Amazing Spider-Man number one. Right, exactly. Yeah, but uh, and um, what was I gonna say? Um, Showcase twenty two and and uh, you know Green Lantern number one kind of are, are both on my list of stuff to get. But honestly, I want a All American Comics issue with. Green Lantern on the cover. It's all. I don't care what issue it is. I want a Golden Age Green Lantern comic. That's what I want. With with Alan Scott in full costume on the cover. And I don't mean like in tiny, tiny right. figure in the background. Just on the cover. I don't care what he's doing. I just want a Golden Age Alan Scott comic. <laughs> It'd be so cool. Hmm. Yeah, you are a big Alan Scott guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that a gay joke? 
<laughs> not at the moment, but I'll, I reserve the right to maybe. Nah, forget it. Let's just be, let's not get into trouble by accident. Previews. <laughs> All right. Previews. All right, guys. All right. Uh, this is the November issue previews for stuff shipping in January of this coming year. Um, normally, I kind of type this stuff out and go there, uh, but uh, recently, when I've been doing these things, I've just got the dog-eared pages, and I'm literally flipping from front to back. So it's kind of kind of out of order, uh, but uh, right off the bat, one of the things we're going to start off with from Dark Horse Comics, um, page number 44 in the previews, uh, Dark Horse is coming out with another, uh, or another comic company in general, is coming out with another... Firefly-related comic book. This is called Serenity, Firefly Class 03K64, Leaves on the Wind, number one of six. Uh, this is written by Zach Whedon with art by, um, I believe, Carl Story. Uh, okay, so Zach Whedon is W, so that's writer. George GTP slash variant cover. I'm guessing pencils variant cover. And then probably. Oh, eyes inker. Okay, never mind. So George George Genty is the artist and Carl Story is the inker. Um but yeah, uh, Malcolm Reynolds' crew shook the verse to its core when they laid bare the crimes against humanity undertaken by their sinister government, the Alliance. Always outlaws Mal, a very pregnant Zoe. New pilot River Tam and the other surviving crew members are in great din- uh, are in greater danger than ever. Meanwhile, everyone is asking the same question. Um, so yeah, and it's actually executive produced by Joss Whedon. So I'm 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 hey, it's Firefly. I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. It's only a miniseries. Why not? Um, so that'll be out on January 29th for 350 full color, 32 pages. Uh, and that's all I had from Dark Horse. Did you have anything, Mark? Or you just pop up and let me know when you find when you you get somewhere. Well, most of the stuff I actually most of the stuff that I had, unfortunately, you said was more for the February release. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to do a, which I can throw in, but one of you do yours first, and then I'll just throw in what I have. Okay. Uh, has has uh, February previews already come out? Uh, I don't know if I don't think. See, I don't think the hard copies come out yet, but but when I did when I did the research, these were the things. Oh, when I did the solicitations. you did online, okay? Yeah, I that, gotcha. were the ones that popped up. Okay. So if you want to hold off on the ones I had till next time, we can do that too, because that way yeah. it's up to you. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that, so we can both do that together and okay. and, and do it that way. Um, now, nor- a while back, I said I wasn't going to do individual Green Lantern issues because there were so many different. Um, uh, Green Lantern uh, merchandise. Well, obviously, Green Lantern merchandise is tapered down a bit, so uh, I'm throwing these back into the mix. Uh, Green Lantern number 27, Robert Venditti, art by Dale Eaglesham. Uh, January 8, 32 pages, 299. Has Hal dealt a major blow to the crime uh, sector, to the crime in sector 0563, or has he invited the enemy to his door? New adversaries real, reveal themselves in an all-out effort to dismantle the Green Lantern Corps. Um, again, January 8th, 3 bucks. Then you have Green Lantern Corps 27, uh, which is John Stewart stars in this special issue. GL Sector houses across the galaxy are being destroyed, and the Durlins unleash a deadly new weapon designed to counter the Green Lantern's ring. Um, Written by Van G- Jensen and Robert Venditti. Art by uh, Bernard Chang. January 15th, 3 bucks. Uh, also, same month, 
Green Lantern Corps Annual Number Two, the GLC in an all-out battle with the combined uh, might of the Derlins, Kund. Uh, how do you say that? K H U N D. Kund. Kund. I think it's. I. I would say Kund. I think in my mind's eye, I've always said Kund. Okay, so. Kind of a funny sentence when you really think about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the GLC in awe battle with the combined might of the Durlins, Kund, and Clan. Will will the Green Lanterns partner with some of their worst enemies in order to survive this onslaught? 48 pages, $5, January 29th. Um, written by the same creative team as Green Lantern Corps. Uh, Green Lantern New Guardians 27. Kyle's training with the New Guardians continues as he tries to solve the mystery of what caused an entirely peaceful civilization to go to war. Um, Justin Jordan, art by Brad Walker. And then Larfleeze number seven. Larfleeze is branded public enemy number one by the Council of Ten, plus fallout from Revolt of the Orange Lanterns, as the former corpsmen find themselves imprisoned again. Uh, covered by Tyler Kirkham, written by Keith Giffen, art by Scott Collins. And then, last but not least, Red Lanterns, number 27, written by Charles Sewell, uh, art by Alessandro Vitti, uh, uh, 32 pages, 3 bucks. There's a new gang in town as the Red Lanterns come to Earth. How will the rest, uh, how, not how, how will the rest of the universe react to the Reds policing their new jurisdiction? And more important, how will ICE react when Guy Gardner comes a-courting? The cover's a big hint. And and I, I, I do like that cover. It's it's uh, ice throwing uh, Red Lantern guy up against a wall of ice, and there's ice swirling all around. It's pretty cool. Uh, you know, ice looks a little mannish on the cover, like her face, but I don't know. It's just a cool pose and lots of cool colors. That blue and red clashing against each other is, is pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, and for other... Uh, for Green Lantern fans out there, I know you people have been dying to get this and just waiting and waiting. On February 26, 304 pages, 20 bucks, full color, volume one, Threshold, the hunted trade paperback. <laughs> just just in case you need to need to have kindling or something to start a fire during the, during, during the middle of a cold winter. In case you need to, something to read on the toilet which causes you to really clench your sphincter. <laughs> um, or if you run out of paper. <laughs> Threshold number one through eight and Green Lantern New Guardians annual number one all in one collected edition. I know you people just could not wait for that. So there it is. Huzzah. Yeah. Does, that include the, does that include the lower fleece things, I assume? Or not? Or do we do they not mention it one way or the other? It doesn't mention it. And there's no there's no Larfleeze trade, so we wouldn't be able to trade. We would be That's able. That's true. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure there'll probably be a Larfleeze trade in the next month's previews. Maybe. Yeah, you would think so at this point because they probably have enough. They have enough material. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Now I, I've got something else here, but I'm not sure if I should save it for quote unquote pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> Alright, uh, something I just want to mention, honorable mention, because I, I, uh, I love Riddler. There's a DC Comics designer action figure series one by Greg Capullo, which is Batman, Talon, Nightwing, and the Riddler. Um, Batman and Talon on sale April 14th, Nightwing and Riddler on sale May 14th, 
April 2014, and, and then Nightwing and Riddler, May 2014. Each figure sold separately. Uh, $24.95. The Riddler, I don't know. I I just think the the Riddler's cool. I think they took him... I don't know if they took him back because I haven't been reading Batman comics for a whole whole lot longer. He's just green suit, you know, purple gloves. He's got the question mark on his hat. He's got the domino mask and his cane. That's the way I think Riddler should look. Right. It's just so cool. And I'm absolutely getting that figure because it's... that's 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 the way Riddler should look, and that's I agree. That's just too cool. Um, and uh, let's see. I'm trying to trying to find my other stuff here. You guys love the sound of these pages turning, anyways. I know. So uh, makes it sound so official. I know, I know. Um, uh, okay, another honorable mention uh, for people. Okay, so they've been doing reprints of lots of things lately. Uh, as far as like golden age comics, like uh, you know, s- monsters and horror and stuff like that. Well, somebody else has gotten on the the, the train, I guess, if you want to call it that, or the bandwagon, and started printing out stuff too. It's called PS Art Books, and they've been doing this for a while. I've actually got one of these things. Uh, and I just picked one at random just because I wanted some Golden Age comics. Um, and I, what I got was the ACG Collected Works Out of the Night Volume 1 Slipcase Edition hardcover. Um, the reason I dog-eared this page is because uh, Volume 2 has been solicited. I'm not going to get it. The you know the first volume was too much money. But I just, you know, I wanted some Golden Age, you know, monster comics, and I like vampires, and I've heard of Out of Night before, um, or Out of the Night before, and so I decided to get it. And it's good. It's really good. But the way in which they do these, I, I just like the, the formats of these books. Like, there's uh, Adventures into the Unknown, Volume 7, Precode Classic, The Thing, Volume 2, uh, Roy Thomas Presents, Presents Planet Comics, Volume 3, Slipcase Edition, Harvey Horror's Tomb of Terror, Volume 2. Um, and then Tomb of Terror, Volume 3. Like These, these uh, slipcase uh, edition hardcovers of these Golden Age monster and horror and sci-fi comics are so cool. I, I mean, um, for instance, the Out of the Night, Volume 2, is $64.99. Um, but there's, I see $47.99 in here, and there's even the, the Tomb of Terror trade paperback uh, version. It's not a hardcover slipcase. It's, it's only $25. Um, the, the Tomb of Terror Volume 3 hard, hardcover slipcase is $120. But this stuff is, is just, it's, it's classic good pre-code comics. It's, it's the good stuff, not the... Not the shit, but it's <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, and I just mentioned it because you know I knew there were going to be three volumes of the Out of the Night uh, hardcover slipcases, and I was tempted to think about getting them all, but then I remembered, you know, I'm only getting this because I want some pre-code comics, so I, I just stuck with the one volume. But it's tempting because it, it's really good, man. I've never read any of that Out of the Night. I just I literally picked it because I was on a page and I was like I'm gonna pick one of these one of the cheaper ones 
I've heard of this. I like vampires. Okay, go pull the trigger. <laughs> uh, and I was not let down at all. It was amazing. So if anybody out there is looking for pre-code comics, uh, PS Art Books, definitely the, the way to go. Um, from Alter Ego, which is a magazine talking about comics, they do a lot of spotlight issues. This time around, surprise, surprise that I would pick this, Alter Ego number 123, Denny O'Neill in the Silver Age of DC Comics Right. <laughs> That's right. There's going to be a Denny O'Neill spotlight issue for Alter Ego, $8.95. How could you possibly think I would not pick this up? It's uh, Alter Ego number 123 has a special focus on Denny O'Neill's Silver Age career through the mid-1970s from Marvel, Doctor Strange, S.H.I.E.L.D., to uh, Charlton, Wander, Children of Doom, to DC, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Batman, The Shadow, Wonder Woman, Superman, JLA, as aided and abetted by the likes of Adams, Kaluta, Sawowski, Lee, Giordano, Thomas, Schwartz, Aparo, Boyette, Dylan, Swan, Ditko, and all. Oh, God, it's going to be so cool. It's 84 pages, full color, nine bucks. Denny O'Neill, uh, he, 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 him and Neil Adams, you know, Neil is, Neil's a cool guy, and some people have bad stories about him being a douche and stuff like that, and he's, He's kind of cocky, but he's kind of he's he's allowed to be, I think. Um, but yeah, Denny and Neil, uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams are my heroes. Freaking love those dudes, and there's no way I am not getting that that alter ego issue. It's just I I know so much about their lives and what they did and how they thought about what they did before they did it and all this, but I don't care. I need to know more. <laughs> there might be one bit of information I never heard before in here, and I gotta get it. <laughs> and, it's, and it's right up your alley, so there's no way you can let it slip by. You. No, not a, not at all. And you know, <laughs> honestly, there might be information in there that might help out with a <clears throat> Green Lantern, Green Arrow podcast. <laughs> <laughs> never know. Uh, now, for the fans out there, and I only pick this as a another kind of honorable mention. I normally don't mention T-shirts, and I definitely don't mention Deadpool. But there's a Deadpool t-shirt that I had to mention because it's so ridiculously awesome that even a non-fan of Deadpool can recognize its awesomeness. The Deadpool Tacos White t-shirt. Now, you would think that Deadpool and Tacos, okay, it goes together. No problem. Just like him and Chimichangas. <laughs> but... That's not enough to get someone like me interested in a Deadpool t-shirt. What interests me is Deadpool is riding atop a Pegasus with the word tacos emblazoned really big right above him. No idea why Deadpool is riding a Pegasus and shouting the word tacos, but... But you don't really care. You, don't. you just know you like it. I just know that... Deadpool toting one of his weapons, riding a Pegasus that shouts tacos is, and to be clear, the Pegasus doesn't shout tacos, <laughs> is is pretty damn cool. <laughs> All right, so anyways, now back to Green Lantern. DC Total Heroes 6-inch action figures. Mattel's DC Total Heroes line 
is a new series aimed at the casual collector and fans of all ages, offering quintessential versions of each character at a great value. In each, in this case, these figures a piece are seventeen ninety nine. Uh, each figure in the line will feature up to fourteen points of articulation and stunning detail for an amazing price that won't break the bank. Choose from Batman, Superman. Now these are the new fifty two uh, designs. Or Green Lantern and Sinestro. There is a Green Lantern, and there is a Sinestro, and he is Yellow Lantern Sinestro. For those of you who are wondering. That's the one with the hockey stick, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it looks like a, <laughs> it looks like a space hockey stick, and Hal is wielding what looks like a double-edged battle axe. A double, basically a stick with a battle axe on each end, which looks, I don't know, dangerous not because it's you know a weapon but because how would you effectively use that in battle without hurting yourself i don't know okay something else that pisses me off because it's not it's not a ridiculous deal okay when and we talk about cgs and reference them a lot so i know a lot of our listeners don't listen to cgs but one of the big complaints that cgs has uh, or pants had before you left the show was in previews when you're flipping through the marvel section and got to some of the posters, they wouldn't reveal the image. They're soliciting a poster for you to buy, but won't show you the image that will be on the poster, but still expect you to order it. Kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, back here is Spotlight on Godzilla. Because as I don't I hope some of you are aware, there is a 2000 and there's an updated Godzilla movie coming out people next year 2014. Did you guys see Pacific Rim and how huge those monsters are? Godzilla dwarfs them. He's uh, I don't know if he really does or not, but he's ma- he's at least their same size. He's massive, he's detailed. He doesn't look like an iguana. He's he's <laughs> Godzilla. Uh... But the iguana. Godzilla 2014 movie chibi figure two packs. Godzilla 2014 pack of destruction. Godzilla 2014 movie deluxe atomic war action figure. Godzilla 2014 movie deluxe destruction city. And Godzilla 2014 movie fighting figures. All of them, please inquire. No pictures. <laughs> yeah, it's always a tough sell. No matter what it is. Anytime you're soliciting action figures and you don't or collectibles and you don't show the picture, it's like how can, how can you really pre-order? I mean, I guess depending on what it is. I mean, if it was some like if it was, you know, let's say it was another wave of Blackest Night figures and they hadn't for some reason had the solicits for it. I guess since you know what came before and the quality and you know the characters that they're referencing, yeah, you can pull the trigger. But since yeah, how could they possibly expect? You know, too many people to pre-order something like that for a movie that you barely, you've barely seen any pictures of what Godzilla is going to look like, let alone anything else. I have an MP4 of the trailer that got leaked online. What had happened was the trailer got leaked, leaked. The teaser trailer got leaked. I saw it online. It got ripped off of everywhere, including YouTube and all various potential geeky news sites. Nobody could show it, but guess where I found it? Pirate Bay. Wait. Nice. <laughs> I went on Pirate Bay. I downloaded it. It's on my external hard drive, and whenever I want, I go onto my TV and I hit that trailer, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and 
you see Godzilla for like half a second, and you hear him roar, and I don't give a shit if he he's like through a haze of smoke. You barely see him, but you see his mouth, and you see how big he is, and he roars. And then Oppenheimer in the background, it's his quote, and he says, Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Oh, God. You know, despite how bad the Green Lantern movie was, I was still excited for it leading up into that movie. The Godzilla 2014 movie, I haven't been this excited for a movie in years. Really? <laughs> I am so happy. I, I oh god because and we're not even done with previews but I'm already off on a Godzilla tangent. Godzilla is one of the movie uh, the only movie series that my dad made a point to watch with me. You know my dad's still alive and we talk and we see each other almost every week. But one of my one of my vivid not really vivid but fond memories of me and my dad is him making a point to rent every Godzilla movie and watch each of them with me. So, Godzilla is a big part of my life, and Godzilla is so cool. And just to see them go back to this classic version, and, oh man, I don't, uh, I'm just, oh, uh, so cool. Uh, yeah, I can't. So, the, so the, the iguana just didn't do it for you, is what you're saying? You know, you know, 1994 Godzilla with Matt Broderick, it's Matt Broderick, right? Matthew, yeah. Matthew yeah. Broderick. It was a 94. It wasn't? I don't think so. 94 or 98, one of the two. I think 98. Okay. Um, it's a guilty pleasure movie. I'll watch it. It's Godzilla. You know, when Godzilla gets trapped in the suspension bridge and everything, uh, that's a cool visual. Him him uh, bursting up out of... Uh, out of uh, what is, it? is that the Staples Center? No, it's not the Staples Center. Madison, well, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, Madison, Madison Square Garden. That was cool. But him, like, slithering like a lizard, crawling underground, and uh, leaping over things, uh, swimming in the river like a, a fish. Uh, Godzilla just... When Godzilla was in the water in the older movies, he just walked. He was on the yep. floor of the ocean, and he was just like, I'm going this way, and walked until his head popped out of the ocean, and then he kept on walking until he made it to shore, and then just walked straight through cities, and just didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Godzilla in this in this the, the 90s version was like swimming, and he was like crawling around, and eating giant piles of fish, and you know, stuff like that, and it was just like... It was cool. The visuals cool. It was an update. You know, it got some kids maybe hooked on Green uh, on uh, Godzilla. Fine. You know, that might be somebody's Godzilla. That's not my Godzilla. You know, I saw the original Gojira movie. You know, and that's when it was called Gojira, like yep. you know, with the the dubs and everything, and full black and white. That's not my. You know, that '90s version is not my Godzilla. And this looks like an updated. Oh God, I I, I got to go back. Okay, previous, previous, previous. <laughs> Okay, uh, Toon Tubblers. I only mention it because they resolicited it. Uh, Ten bucks for a pint, uh, no, eleven bucks basically for a pint glass. I've already got this one. I don't know if you guys do. It's the it's the Toon Tumblers Green Lantern you've probably always seen. I believe it's Neil Adams Green Lantern, kind of coming at you with a symbol behind him. Um, it's it's everywhere. I'm, if you don't if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what you what you've been waiting for. 
why you haven't pulled the trigger. Um, and uh, Greenland or, or DC Heroes pewter key rings for six bucks. There's a Wonder Woman one and a Batman one. Uh, the Wonder Woman one is her her symbol with like a shield, what looks like a shield behind it. And then the Batman one is his cowl. The Green Lantern one is like a pewter silver um, circle with the Green Lantern symbol in the middle, but the Green Lantern symbol is actually green uh, with a black outline. And that's that's actually pretty cool. Uh, I think it looks better than any of them. Um, and, you know, if you've been looking for a Green Lantern keychain, I, a solid metal is a good way to go. And six bucks, it's not too bad at all. Um, so Yeah, those key rings are pretty nice. Yeah, okay, so... Um, here, here we finally get to it, and it's please inquire, but I think we both know the price of this, or at least uh, Mark does. The Green Lantern New 52 Super Alloy 1-6 Scale Figure Normal Edition. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. This is the die-cast metal uh, built from, okay, let me just read this thing. Hal Jordan is the Green Lantern of Sector 2814 and the new Green Lantern Super Alloy figure sculpts this cosmic champion in his new 52 costume from the pages of Justice League. Standing approximately 12 inches tall, Green Lantern was developed based on a 3D computer model from DC Comics ensuring accuracy of proportions. Built of more than 80% die cast material with showroom glossy metal metallic paints, matte metallic paints, and polished metal with protective coating, Green Lantern comes with one hand-painted interchangeable head sculpt, die-cast metal torso, forearms, calves, and boots, rubber exterior with die-cast metal interior rib cage, biceps, and thighs, and more than 25 points of articulation. The figure comes with interchangeable relaxed hands, fists, flying pose hands, semi-clenched hands, pointing hand, and lantern-holding hand. There are also LED lights in eyes and chest emblems, plus an LED light in the power ring, fist hand only, all controlled by remote. The figure also has a transparent green full-body armor construct with weapon, base stand, and foldable backdrop. Packed in a collector's decorated box and packaging comes with a metal plate logo. In February 2014, it's please inquire in previews, but I believe it's like, what, $300, $400? Um... According to Big Bad Toy Store, it's three fifty nine ninety nine, <sighs> and usually they have a discount, not as good as DCBS, but it, it depends on where it comes from. Because I was looking at those uh, premium format, the sideshow figures, and it doesn't look like they had any discount on those figures. So it doesn't show a discount. Looking at the item, it doesn't show that it's being discounted at all. Oh, look. So that might be the standard price for it. I, I would love the figure, no doubt about it, but. I don't care how awesome he is and how much he lights up. I'm not paying $350 for a figure. I hear you. Sorry. I don't care how many interchangeable hands and green LED lights you stick up his ass. I <laughs> do not care. I'm not I'm not getting it. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. Um it's cool looking. I would buy it in a heartbeat if I saw it maybe I don't even know if I'd spend a hundred bucks. Would you spend a hundred bucks on a on a twelve inch figure? I don't think so. The, the, I think the most I've ever. Sp- you remember the Green Lantern f- figure? They I forget, but it was it came out a while ago. Actually, it might you might not remember because I think it actually it probably predated when you were buying even the comics. They had the like a twelve inch half that had the interchangeable heads, 
and it had uh, I'm trying to remember. I think Abin Sir was one head, and I'm trying to remember the other alien. He had this. He had the space helmet on, okay. which I don't think he had appeared in the comic book yet. But I think they they put him in. That that was a pretty price. That was a pretty pricey figure when it first when it first came out. He, and that had a little had a power battery. You put in this it interchangeable hands, and you put and you put the power battery in his in the the base of the battery t- turn, so it lights up. Uh, it lights up when you, you turn it. That was, I think, somewhere around a hundred dollars. I think when it first came out, but I I don't think I spent a hundred dollars on a figure, oh. especially that. I mean it. I actually think the figure in many ways looks cooler when the all the armor's not on him. Yeah. But it sometimes they just price these things so much that it's like you really makes you wonder. I mean, who they really think's gonna buy this? Like when they do like like when they did the the full size or the life size bust of Hal Jordan. Yeah. They released that. It's like it's a nice piece, kind of sorta, but yet who's gonna spend that much money on it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I. Seventy-five bucks, I might get it, but yeah, no. It, I'm sorry. It, it, is it cool that his eyes light up and his symbol lights up and his ring lights up and maybe his battery lights up and maybe his base? Yeah, brilliant green LEDs and a cool badass metallic paint job figure. Epic. I'm not shelling out that much money for it. I'm sorry. I, even even if I had money to burn, I don't think I'd buy that figure. No, there's no way. No, if you had that much, think about think about it. If you had that much money to burn, you could you could buy a power battery. You could buy. I was gonna say. I'm trying to figure out the number. You could buy two to three power batteries. Mm-hmm. With of the new of the new ones of the of the new releases, you could buy close to three power batteries mm-hmm. for that price. Yep. Uh, so that's it for Green Lantern stuff. Uh, I've got. Marvel pick for you guys. Uh, I just doing an honorable mention here, real quick, of the uh, Amazing X Men series. I got number one the other day. It's awesome. Nightcrawler's back. It's not a spoiler. Shut your freaking mouths. He was on the freaking cover of number one. Calm down. Um, <laughs> I, I got it because Firestar is one of my favorite Marvel characters, and I think she's awesome. And the art is cool. And I haven't read a Marvel book in forever, so that should tell you a lot. Um, yeah, Amazing X-Men, get it. Um, but the, my Marvel pick is Warlock by Jim Starlin, the complete collection trade paperback cover by Jim Starlin, pencil by Jim Starlin, written by Jim Starlin. <laughs> um, 328 pages, $34.99, collecting Strange Tales uh, from 1951, Number 178 through 181, Warlock. Number 9 through 15, Avengers Annual, number 7, and Marvel 2-in-1 Annual, number 2. At 70s Marvel, no one mastered the startling scope and high-concept complexity of cosmic adventure like Jim Starlin. And his work on Adam Warlock set the tone for star-spanning spectacle that is considered a high-water mark to this day. Starlin evolved Warlock to the next level, imbuing the character with the inner demons of a man-god on the brink of insanity, forced to confront an evil version of himself, and the nihilistic menace Thanos, uh, Thanos, Thanos, whatever. Warlock's conflicts weren't just uh, weren't just knuckle-grinding throwdowns; they were epic existential struggles for his very soul. Uh, featuring the first ever assembling of the Infinity Gems. 
The debuts of Gamora and Pip Patrol in an all-out struggle to save the universe, joined by the Avengers, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man. Um, I've never read Warlock. I've seen I've seen pictures of him. I have no idea what his origin is, uh, but I know a couple of things. I know that thirty-five bucks for that many pages from Marvel is fairly reasonable. I know Jim Starlin is awesome. <laughs> And I know that if I'm going to jump into Marvel headfirst, it probably would be the 70s, and it would probably be cosmic. So, Warlock it is. <laughs> and you should. I think you'll enjoy Warlock. I I have a. I don't have the actual Warlock issues. I think I'm trying to remember what they re, what they reprinted them in. Um, but I I have a lot. I not a lot, but I have a bunch of the, of the early of the early stuff with Warlock and Magus and uh, Thanos. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always liked Adam Warlock. Actually, that's talking about build a figures. That's one of the few, that's when, when they had the red Hulk build a figure mm-hmm. from, from Mattel. I think Mattel was doing it then. Uh, one of the figures is that I, that in that came in that wave. One of the few that I actually kept for myself was Adam Warlock. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Basic, basically I know nothing about this character. I'm just jumping in. Like I said, Jim Starlin's awesome, 70s Marvel's awesome, and Cosmic Marvel's awesome. And 35 bucks, yeah, it's doable, and I'm, there's probably going to be a fairly decent discount in my place. So, uh, why not? <laughs> Absolutely, it's worth And like I said, I think it'll, it is up your alley, too. It's, it's in kind of like your 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 zone of interest. So, I think I think you'll definitely enjoy it. I think that definitely is a good idea. It's a good pick. Yep. Uh, speaking of picks, I've got a ridiculous duo for you guys. Um, Devil's Panties, Volume 7, graphic novel. Now, this is obviously Volume 7, uh, and Volumes 1 through 6 have been resolicited. But let me just read the Volume 7 solicit. 20 bucks, black and white, 226 pages, mature themes. Go figure. Devil's Panties, Volume <laughs> 7, contains the strips drawn in 2012. There's explosions and the policemen who love them, politics and the depressing hilarity therein, weddings and fires, singing penises, and zombie penises. Well, maybe we were lying about the singing penises. Only one of them was singing and the others were in the brass section. (laughs) Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if James can throw in a George Takei oh my. Yeah, maybe I remember you said that last time. And I think you're right. Maybe we should maybe we should just use that and like maybe not use it every every episode, but if not like every every other episode, make have an oh my moment and just throw it in. <laughs> oh my! Just let and, and just let James pick. Throw, throw Yeah, that's true. That's true too. Throw throw, throw it in. <laughs> Okay, throw throw the throw the oh my in after you know the devil's panties thing uh, solicit, and, and, <laughs> and, and get rid of us saying it. But from now on, James, whenever you feel like it, don't overdo it. But whenever you feel like it, maybe once every other episode, I'm sure there's going to be a random moment that one of us probably won't catch. Throw in an oh my. <laughs> like after our cocaine talk, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, <laughs> and um, it wouldn't be a ridiculous duo without one other pick. <laughs> Hence, duo uh, from Action Lab Entertainment of all people. Their Danger Zone line, 
Night of the 80s Undead Trade Paperback. What? Uh, written by Jason Martin and art by Bill McKay. It's 1986, and Russia's last-ditch Cold War effort is to strike at our American ex- excess lifestyle with bioengineered Colombian cocaine. <laughs> what happens? Oh my! <laughs> what happens when teenagers are out for a good time, cross paths with a huge celebrity party, hyped up on commie zombie blow, radical undead action, man, totally. <laughs> oh God! Nine dollars, ninety-six pages, full color, trade paperback, Night of the Eighties Undead, from Action Lab Entertainment. How could you go wrong there? Oh, come on, man. Zombie blow? <laughs> can't get enough of it. No, you can't. They just can't get enough of that zombie blow. <laughs> I'm just keep saying the word blow. What... Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the hell was I looking for? I was looking for something, and then you distracted me. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, finally, last but not least, my pick of the week. Um, pick of the week, uh, you know, I'm getting pissed at DC for doing these types of things because their omnibuses are getting ridiculous sized, and, um, honestly, I think an omnibus should be probably half the size of what they're currently making them. Um, for instance, uh, I don't know, Mark, have you seen the, the 52 omnibus? Not, not the new 52, I'm talking about the 52 series. Uh, have you seen the omnibus that that was collected in? I know of it. I've not flipped through it. I want to say it's about three, four inches thick. It's a big ass book. It's almost. It was a, it was a, it was a long series, so it makes sense. Yeah, I know, but they're doing it a lot. Um, for those of you who were interested in the Villains Month, the Villains Month one shot will eventually be a a really thick omnibus. Um, the first issue of the new 52 waves were all collected into a really thick omnibus volume and i think this is going to be the same way because it's the same price um but nevertheless it's very important so i thought i'd mention it so here we go which is why it's the pick of the week justice league of america omnibus volume one hardcover on sale march 26th 896 pages, full color for $100. Written by nice. Gardner Fox. Art by Mike Sikowski and Bernard Sachs. Cover by Mike Sikowski and Murphy Anderson. Collecting The Brave and the Bold, number 28 through number 30. Justice League of America, number 1 through 30. And Mystery in Space, number 75. Together, Aquaman, The Flash, Martian Manhunter, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern stand against such rogues as Starro, Despero, Kanjaro, and Felix Faust. And if you couldn't guess, the cover is obviously the Justice League on uh, Brave and the Bold, number 28, fighting Starro the Conqueror. You don't get classic me. stuff. That's cl- that's classic JLA. You know, I don't. I've never read those issues. Uh, I don't have even the archive editions or soft cover editions of this, so if I find this for 25, you know, like maybe uh, 25, let's see, I can get it for, if I find it for 50, I think I might get it. If I can find it. Yeah, for the number of, pa- the number of pages alone would justify that in a heartbeat. Yeah. 
but yeah, this this is this is this is classic. And I don't think they're missing anything. I don't know why Mystery in Space '75 is in there because I don't know much about that. But yeah, this is in order: uh, twenty-eight through thirty of Brave and the Bold and Justice League of America number one through thirty. They didn't like go like one through twenty-eight and number thirty. We didn't throw number twenty-nine in there because technically, no, nah, it's not a Justice League issue. Um, no, one through thirty. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty freaking epic. That's that's a that'd be a nice definitely a nice piece for the collection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and honestly, I probably wouldn't really feel feel led to get the second volume. It's, it's just the idea of having that first chunk of run, of the run of you know just that history of of, uh, of DC would be would be the my entire point of having it. So that's it, folks. Um, that's everything from previews that I could find. That's shipping in January um, or thereabouts. So definitely check it out. Obviously, that uh, Justice League trade paperback or uh, hardcover omnibus is actually coming out in March. So um, if there's anything in you like, uh, or if you guys saw something in previews that you uh, like that I didn't mention, go ahead and email us at lanterncast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 708 lantern and let us know what you thought. Nicely done, Chad. Yeah. Whew. And then next month I can join in on since I since I had the uh, the early look at the February previews. <laughs> yeah. See, you, then, you were telling me you were looking up something, and I was like, "Well, what are you what are you gonna do?" I honestly, I'm sorry you wasted your time. I didn't I didn't I didn't know you were looking at like stuff coming out in February. No, it's okay. I didn't really wait. I mean, look at it this way: I'm proactive for the next episode, <laughs> and besides, by then at least we'll have the physical issue in front of us so we can get stuff in the back that, that you never see the solicits for. That's right. You hear that, folks? All we had was a top five episode of stuff we already own and a and or wish we owned and previews. That's it. But Mark just prepared more than Jim Ford ever did. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> well, see, we're, we're overdoing it now. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. We don't we don't want too much of a good thing. Uh, if you guys want to contact us, it's lanterncast at gmail.com. Uh, normally, we would at this point tell you about all of our individual email accounts, but that's we're kind of transitioning out of that. It's too, there's there's too much there's too much for you guys to to too many different ways for you guys to contact us. So if you want to email us, lanterncast at gmail.com is is the place to go. Don't I mean you you could email. Uh, Jim, Dan, Jason, James, Chad, or Mark at lanterncast at gmail.com. If you want to say something only specifically to one of them, maybe send um, Jim and Dan a personalized goodbye message or something like that, whatever you, it, it may be that you want to do. But honestly, if, if it's not too personal, you know, we wouldn't mind reading that stuff on the air. So lanterncast at gmail.com. Um, or if you don't want it to be read on the air, just put in the email. You don't want it to be read on air, and I can forward it on to one of the guys. Um, voicemail. As you could tell by um, our uh, our fifth anniversary wrap-up, we are playing voicemails now. Um, and I, I know this is a long closing, but I'm just since me and Mark are kind of changing some stuff up now, I wanted to let you guys know we are going to be doing voicemails and listener feedback at the end of every episode. Obviously, this time we did not do it because you guys don't know that we're going to start doing that. I wanna, uh, but we want to change that. So Twitter, Facebook, email, and voicemail 
the 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 second half or towards the end of of every episode we will be doing listener feedback it might not be everything but we will devote time every episode to listener feedback so 708 lantern for voicemails lanterncast at gmail.com for emails uh, we have a facebook and twitter page I've uh, created a hashtag that we can use to keep track of conversation. So if you don't use at LanternCast uh, in your Green Lantern talk amongst the community of our listeners, use the hashtag capital G, capital L, capital C, A-S-T. Uh, so GL, hashtag GLCast. I don't think, honestly, the capitalization even matters, but do it anyways, just in case. So hashtag GLCast on either Facebook and Twitter so we can find the conversations and go about that way. Or just like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and do it that way. And last but not least, uh, LanternCast.com. We've got our forums, About Us section. Um, by the time they hear this, I guess the uh, Kyle Rayner 20th anniversary post will go up. Uh, and they can take a look at that. Um, so if you guys didn't know, Kyle, uh, Kyle Rayner's 20th anniversary was the 23rd of November. Uh, and we all wrote something and posted it on the website. Go, so go take a look at that. And plus, our forums are linked there as well. So Good job, Chad. Now, obviously, the closing will be shorter next time. But like I said, you guys need to know we are going to start paying attention to uh, the, uh, the feedback some more. So get reach out to us, and we'll be more than happy to talk back to you guys. All right? So, sweet. My, good first episode. Yeah, good first episode. Uh, a little over two hours. <laughs> Welcome to the Lantern Cast. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it gets edited down, we'll probably lo- we can probably lose at least ten minutes off it, probably. <laughs> well, depending Maybe. on how many uh, George Takei Omai's James throws that, in. That's true too. Every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be the after credit stuff. Just like a, like a, just a whole riff of oh my. Nice. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.